Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas for $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home. Hey, does anyone want to learn French with me? Because I've decided in 2024 that I want to learn French. And thankfully, I have Rosetta Stone. So you better hop on and so we can learn French together. Rosetta Stone has the amazing true accent feature, which is so helpful, especially in French. You get feedback on how well you're actually pronouncing words. Plus, they have 25 languages to choose from. So if you're not going to learn French with me, I'm sure you can find some other people who will learn a language with you. But I'm on the French team this year. Come on, folks, join me. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, and that's why we drink listeners, can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com drink. That's rosettastone.com drink. Every time I hit record, you start yawning. <laughs> It's like Pavlovian. I think so. I'm just like, okay. You're like, I'm already bored of you. <laughs> Thanks. I don't know why it happens, but I really do only yawn when I'm around you telling stories. You're such an <laughs> asshole. I don't know what it is. I think, you know what it actually is, is because when we used to do all of our episodes. This is true. We started at like 11 o'clock at night and I was just always tired. So now I think I kind of have Pavlovian just learned to like, oh, it's time for bed. <laughs> oh, Christine is so boring. <laughs> No. Now you've given me a complex over no, the last two no, years. No, wait, I, I'm just kidding. There are literally live shows where I see you yawning, and it's so funny, because I'm like, I want to call you out so bad, because you do this weird, like, face where you're yawning, but you don't want it to look like you're yawning, and I just recognize it so clearly. Now. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. I don't even think I notice that I do it anymore. On stage, no less. Well, next time I'll call you out, just so you we'll know. We'll that part of the drinking game next time. <laughs> yeah, just when Em is bored of my story. If I yawn at the most, like crucial part of the story when someone is getting axe murdered and yeah. i'm just like boo move on next oh my god <laughs> i need a lot apparently oh apparently you ask a lot of me i think i also overwhelm myself i get so excited that i yawn where i'm like i'm already tired from how much energy this oh, is taking okay out. nice nice twist on this story okay it's honestly because you're so pretty i don't know what to do so i just yawn don't you I turn this on me try like to close I'm my being, eyes so don't... don't even act like i'm being sensitive here <laughs> hello everyone welcome to our program I'm Christine, and this is And That's Why We Drink, uh, a very professional show. Oh, oh! by the way, I'm here, too. Oh, there's Em, I guess, but, you know, Em's really boring, so. I was in the middle of yawning, actually. I forgot you were here. My bad. Uh, um, <clears throat> well, we're here for episode 126. 126. I know that because I wrote it down. Oh, for once. For once in my life. One out of 126 times. I'm you... waiting for Eva's text to be like, actually, it's 127. <laughs> but we'll see. Uh... I haven't talked to you in a while. How are you? What are you doing? Oh, you know. How's life? Jay chillin. Um, Jay chillin. NMJC. NMJC. My BFF chill. Uh, I I survived my colonoscopy that I talked about. Right. Thank you for all the kind words, everybody. I'd like to ask about it, and I'd like you to t tell me as much as you possibly are willing to give in detail. <laughs> Listen, I'm willing to give a lot. I don't know what they're willing to hear, but... Um, <laughs> What is the pain level? Are you were, no, there's no pain. Because you're under, right? So, well, so here's the thing. T prepare me so one day when it happens to me, I know what's going on. In like 40 years. Fingers crossed. When they've probably changed how they do it. and uh, The day that I have to go in for my first colonoscopy, they'll be like, actually, technology has advanced. You'll never scan, have to experience we one. You. We just scan you in a big <laughs> machine. Um, yeah, so basically, well, my mom <clears throat> freaked me out. Because like, I've had one before, five, five or six years ago. And 
I was out for that one, but I was also extremely sick. It was like in the middle of one of my flares, my first one. And so I talked to my mom recently and she just had her first one. She's like, oh yeah, I was awake. <gasps> Well, that sounds like a very Renata thing to do. Yes, correct. And my stepdad was like, me too. And Blaze was like, well, I was awake during my wisdom teeth surgery. And I was like, what is going on? I don't want to be awake. Wait, he was out during his wisdom teeth surgery? Yes, so was Alyssa. Apparently, some health insurance doesn't cover, like, sedation or some dentists just don't do full sedation and so thank god i haven't ever run into that because i would have been like you're kidding me if you think well, i'm gonna you be do, awake they for this. do like laugh and gasp so you don't really know what's going on but you're like kind of in a twilight like awake state and i was like absolute i will not be conscious no there's out, a, like i don't care how much money it costs i'm not gonna be awake <laughs> oh for this god. so i went in anyway with this mindset i was freaking out and i for you know 48 hours didn't eat food so that was not fun um just uh apparently you're allowed to drink soda though so i just rotted my teeth out sure for 48 hours and then I went in and my doctor came in and she's lovely. And she's like, do you have any questions before we get started? And I was like, yes. <laughs> many. I have, one specifically. No, I have just one. And she's like, what is it? And I was like, I don't want to be awake. And she's like, what's the question? And I was like, it's not a question. I just don't. I <laughs> Here's <guess."> my statement. <laughs> my declaration in place is like, oh God. And I'm like, like, how much medication do you give? Am I going to be awake? And she's like, I'm usually pretty liberal. Like with my medication, I don't, you know, try to hold back. And I was, she's like, if you're really worried about it, like I can up the dosage. But, um, but just know, like, you might be hungover, like, feeling for, and I was like, that's fine. I'll do it. <laughs> Been there, done that. Been there. All right. It's okay. <laughs> Old news. Nurse, bring it on. And so Blaze, I was like, look at the, like, look at the chart and see what it is. So he looks at the chart and he's like, they're giving you like the really good stuff. And I was like, hell yeah. So I was like, okay, fine. Take me out. <laughs> and as they were putting me under, so I get wheeled into, it's very scary. I don't know. I get wheeled it's into It's very this. sterile. It's very like it's hospital alarming. Feeling. Yeah. So I get wheeled in my little like gown to the room and it's like this little room and everything's beeping and then i have my iv in and they're like they start they're like okay we're gonna administer the medication now and so she's like okay push this many cc's slowly whatever and i see her doing it and then i'm like hey what if i played a fun game where i tried as hard as i could to stay awake isn't that a fun game though Uh, it never works it didn't work it never (laughs) works i was like i'm gonna be the one but then like you're also not thinking realistically like if you were to out (laughs) out will it now Why? you're awake. What's the point? Now you're awake during your fucking surgery. But no. <laughs> it's exactly like my brain is like, nope, let's resist this. <laughs> They're like, count backwards from 10. And by the time you get to seven, you're like, <laughs> like but so I panicked because I was like, oh, so I started to go under, but then they were talking because there were three of them in the room and they were discussing like my blood pressure and I could like hear them talking. But then I started to panic because my subconscious Ohio brain was like, oh shit, I didn't respond to that. So I was like, I'm sorry, what was that? And they were like, please close your eye. Like, we're not talking to you. And I right. was like, and then every time they said something, we'd be like, ha ha, what was that? And they were like, please stop trying to converse like with us. Like you trying to like fight <laughs> through. Trying to be polite. Like you trying to fight through that sleeping medication when you, <laughs> I wanted to watch Sinister with you. Oh, exactly. And you were like, ha ha, that's funny. And I was like, he's getting brutally <laughs> murdered. But yes, it's hysterical, Christine. <laughs> and Open then your eyes to find out that you're wrong. Every half hour, I just go like, ha ha. And you were like, Christine, stop trying. I was like, just go to sleep. It's very clear oh what's happening. God. But then all of a sudden I was like in another room back in the recovery room and blaze was there and i was like oh my gosh it's over and then um blaze was like how did it go and i was like well i'm pretty lucky that juniper was here and he was like what and i was like oh i remember that you texted me about this (laughs) i was like i'm just really happy that juniper was there to perform my colonoscopy and he was like juniper our cat and i was like "Mm -hmm." and he's like thank god for juniper (laughs) i was like dr junie of course it wasn't geo it was juniper and he's like how did you know it was junie and i was like it's all in the eyes and then i just fell back asleep and then i woke up a little bit later and i was like i lied to you and he's like well, about what and i was like 
I am Junie. And he was like, oh, for God's sake. No way. And I was like, just kidding. Um, and he's like, but did Junie still perform your colonoscopy? And I was like, yeah, he's preparing for my autopsy. And Blaze was like, okay, oh I need to keep you awake now. This is alarming. Oh my God. I, I lied to you. It was like really bizarre. I think there's nothing creepier than it's all in the eyes. It was so bizarre. I don't know. I like I Blaze wrote it down. That's the only reason I know what I said. And then there was this van outside, which I was convinced, like there's a window and I saw this van and I was like, holy shit. And Blaze was like, what? And I was like, that van. And he's like, what? And I was like can you believe they do safaris out here? And he's like, it's not a safari. Please go to bed. And I was like, I think they're taking pictures on the safari. There's giraffes every, I mean, I was really out of it. I got my tonsils out really late. I was in college. Um, and all I were, I don't remember it, but my mom says my, like the, the thing that I said when I was heavily medicated was right when they put the IV in my arm. Yeah. And like, I hate IVs. Me and I, I, all I would did was think about how sharp they were. <laughs> and, uh, Right before I went under, all I did was just loud. Every time I said it, I got louder and louder. I was like, Mom, sharks are so bad for your arms. <laughs> I was like, you oh, have no. no idea how bad they are. Oh, no. She's like, uh, she I think like, I do, but okay. She's like, I've got a hunch. <laughs> That's all that I kept saying. I was very insistent that my PSA was heard. I feel like I'm just like criminal activity. Because when I woke up from my last colonoscopy, I told my mother like, all right, you got to keep this on the down low. And she's like, what? And I was like, I stole a ton of candy. And she's like, from where? And I was like, from all sorts of places. And she's like, where is it? And I was like, on my yacht. And she's like, okay, you really are out of it. So <laughs> goodbye. Anyway, so it was fine. And then I went home and uh, I was like, so excited to eat food. So I had Blaze order tacos. Mm. Then Blaze brought the tacos to my bed and I fell asleep with them on my pillow. And I passed out so nice. for several hours with two tacos next to me. I woke up and I went, oh my God, tacos. Yeah. I ate them and I fell back asleep. And then I demanded pizza at like 10 o'clock. And so we ordered pizza. And then I fell asleep eating that too. So it was a lovely, <laughs> lovely evening. That sounds like the real dream. I mean, yeah. considering my two favorite things are sleep and food, I'd love to wake up to food it was to un- just unbelievable. go to sleep. And it's like so easy to sleep because you're just like on sedation. It's like when I've had those weird nights where I pulled all-nighters and yeah. then I was just kind of too loopy to remember anything. And I'd go to Starbucks and get my future me snacks. Right, like buy yourself a gift. And then I'd wake up and be like, wow, I know myself so well. It was so exciting. I was like, I got myself grilled tacos. Hello. Yeah. You anyway, knew. so it was fine. Everything fine. Well, I don't know. I hope so. It was uh, a few days ago, and they took several biopsies. And I said it looked, well, apparently it looked real rough in there because I fucked it all up when I had my first flare and oh. my second flare. Um, and she's like, but it doesn't look on the surface cancerous, but it's hard to tell. Anyway, they checked for colon cancer. So she did several biopsies, but I haven't gotten a call in the last couple of days. And I feel like I would have gotten a call. Hopefully. I feel like you would have too. Yeah. So, all right. Fingers crossed. We you're good. good. But they gave me photos of it. And I was like, I don't know if I want that. Thank you though. Is there a higher rate for colon cancer for yeah, people like with Crohn's? Massively higher. Yeah. Shit. That's why I have to do them every couple of years. Even like, usually you're not supposed to do them until you're 60, but I have to do them every couple of years. So. Shit. Woohoo. Anyway. Shit poop <laughs> okay but, never mind butthead <laughs> butt stuff okay all right how are you oh after that how did you i'm re- fine <laughs> okay <laughs> i was about to ask how your tonsils went and i was like that oh, was a long time ago <laughs> they're fine they've been gone for a while although i've been telling my mom for years i was like i need my tonsils out and she wouldn't listen to me oh. and then one day i like she finally like humored me and we went to a doctor and the doctor was like those should have been taken out years ago really yeah and i i was like i Why? told you just because you get a lot of strep or something so no well i get i before i got my tonsils out in college i used to get sick like every other month like oh, really no. badly sick um i used to get sick 
all the time. I pretty much always had a cold. And then um, on top of that, I had like those holes, like my tonsils were super porous. So like oh. I had tonsil stones and I had like tens of them. Oh, no. And so basically my tonsils look like a sponge, even though they should be like a solid piece of tissue. Gross. And so the doctor was like, yeah, that's, I mean, you're just breathing in bacteria and Gross. getting sick all the time. So anyway, got those I like out. how we just talked about my butt and now I'm like, and that's disgusting. <laughs> I remember just, I was like, please let me, please, I've never known a child to beg their parent for surgery with like, you're removing like something yeah. with its own vascular system, but it's like, please take this out of my body. I like how you specified. It's not like a nose job or like, <laughs> you're like it's something with its own an so like, organ. <laughs> well, that's, isn't, I think that's why tonsils hurt so much more when you're older, right? Cause you get oh. your tonsils out when you're a little kid before it develops its own system. Is that what it is? And then when you, yeah. Cause when you're a kid, like you can get your tonsils it's out easy. Like, by the end of the day, you're like well, playing and eating ice cream and I've hanging out with friends. It takes friends. like so much longer recovery when you're older. Yeah. It's supposedly one of like the top 10 most painful recovery. like adult recoveries of like, a, of like common surgeries, Jesus. which it does suck a lot. And it, they fool you where like the first four days after I got my tonsils out, I was like, yeah, are you have, serious? It came on later. Uh-uh. Yeah, so it like it feels it feels like a really bad sore throat. It feels like strep throat. Yeah, the recovery, but like the whole time they had been warning me like it's one of the most painful things. Be ready. And those four days, I was like, okay, yeah, it hurts, but like I'm fine, right? And I was like, this is small potatoes. Apparently, the recovery process is like two weeks. If this is like four days, and I just feel like I have sure. like a sore throat, I'll be fine by tomorrow. So the upset is on like day five to day six apparently what you had been feeling that whole time was it starting to like really gross but like scab over and so by day five or day six your throat is so like wet on its own again that the scab falls off and that's when the pain really kicks in because now it's an open wound all over again so if you if you're about to get your tonsils out, don't let them fool you. Day five is when it shit gets rocked. Well, nobody listening to this is ever going to get their tonsils out after what you literally just said to everybody. It only really sucks for a couple days. My colonoscopy sounds like fun. <laughs> like, it was a blast. Anyway. Anyway, if you're wondering if you should get your kids' tonsils out now or later, do them now. That's true. And <laughs> just wisdom teeth. Wisdom PSA. teeth are way worse when you're Ugh. adult. Because then they, like... And dry socket? Yeah. Well, wisdom teeth, like, fuse to your jaw if you... So Ugh. they have to, like, take them out. Anyway, um, that's a good t- conversation, but... Uh, my mother actually asked, begged her mom to take, have her appendix taken out. I love this story. Oh, <laughs> no, say it. I love Sorry, it. I it's my favorite this. story. Well, she would read all these books when she was little about like cowboys in the American West and stuff. And she was obsessed with cowboys. And there was this one story about like this hero in the jungle and this, and he like had appendicitis, his appendix burst essentially. And he died because he right. di- died. Obviously. And yeah. um, so she like freaked out. She was like 11 and she's like, okay. So she went to the library and learned like what the um, symptoms of appendicitis were. Convinced her parents to bring her like all the. She lived out in this village, all the way to the fucking hospital. This is the '60s. I'm like, this sounds like the worst idea ever. But okay. <laughs> Convinced them to go. Like played every sign off perfectly. That like you press here and it hurts here and yada yada. So they took her appendix out and like during the surgery they were like, there's nothing. It's not even inflamed. And then afterwards she's like, yeah, I just didn't want to like get stranded on an island and. Anyway, that's how she got her. But also, out. like, can you imagine having that kind of paranoia? I mean, like, 
I'm sh- like, especially like in the sixties where there's like, you can't just like Google this shit. <laughs> right. Exactly. It's like, I could literally just all of a sudden kill over and be in the most pain of my life. I might as well get that shit taken out. I mean, that was the most preventative thing it I've ever so heard someone odd. do. And then she ended up with cancer because she had too much radiation. So really because of that surgery? No, 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 no. Oh, just in general. She rickets. It's a whole thing anyway. But Ugh. like, yeah, so it's just what like, a life. well, she tried. <laughs> she, Fuck. At least she's not getting appendicitis. I mean, if there's one thing <laughs> she can guarantee she's not getting, it's appendicitis. We can just strand her in a jungle. And I know I'm not getting my tonsils. Oh, well, actually, my mom's tonsils grew back. That was fucking All weird. right. What is wrong with you? Okay. You know what's funny is how everyone listens to the show for, like, death exactly. and, like, horrible, brutal, gruesome exactly. things. But, like, I talk about a scab in my throat and everyone's like, change the fucking topic. Like, great, while I'm eating. Really. <laughs> Thanks. My children are in the Exactly, car. exactly. I'm at work. I'm at work. Stop making me throw up. <laughs> okay. That's maybe the grossest thing we'll talk about today. We'll see. Uh, on my end, yes. On so, my end, too. So. Okay, cool. Great. So, I hope you enjoyed that. That was the high of the roller coaster. It's all downhill from now. <laughs> Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the U.S. with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers in the U.S.? You can grow lemon, avocado, olive, or fig trees inside your home on top of the wide variety of houseplants available. Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online, and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. I am so thrilled that we are working with Fast Growing Trees. I spent about an hour and a half on the website trying to decide what I would love to order from their products. They have so many options and you can actually filter it by zones, by growing zones to make sure you know it'll work in your garden. Um, they have everything from massive privacy shrubs and trees to very, very specific flowers. I actually ended up ordering a lilac shrub for my garden. I recently discovered how much I love the smell of lilac and so I I thought, you know what? Perfect chance. Why don't I get some lilac growing in my yard? I think it's going to smell beautiful. And I also got my mom a little lavender plant as an Easter present. Right now, they have some of the best deals online, like up to half off on select plants. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code DRINK at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at FastGrowingTrees.com using the code DRINK at checkout. FastGrowingTrees.com, code DRINK. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. You know when you've got the holidays, the new year, and then all of a sudden it's sort of back to the grind, especially if you run a small business, it can be really hard to get back into the swing of things, but Stamps.com is here to make that a little bit easier for you. Stamps.com streamlines all your mailing and shipping to turbocharge your operational efficiencies. For 25 years now, Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses, whether they're mailing out checks, invoices, legal documents, books, podcast branded koozies, maybe that's just us, or anything else. Get access to to the USPS and UPS mailing services you need to run your business right from your computer anytime, day or night. No lines, no traffic, no waiting. And with rates you can't find anywhere else, like up to, get this, 89% off USPS and UPS, how could you go wrong? We have loved Stamps.com for years, not quite 25, but since we started the podcast, which was 2017, and we could not get by without it. I remember there were days where we didn't have Stamps.com, those I call the dark ages, and I was hand shipping everything and driving it on my lunch break to the post office. It was all very hectic. Stamps.com, I do it straight from my house, and it makes my life a trillion times easier. Keep your mailing and shipping moving at the speed of your business with Stamps.com. Sign up with promo code DRINK for a special offer that includes a four-week trial, plus free postage, and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. Just go to stamps.com, click the microphone at the top of the page, and enter code DRINK. So this is another ghost story. I feel 
very bad that I did so many alien stories in a row. But everyone was so nice about it. Everyone seemed really into it, which I'm down for, because it encourages me to like, oh, like I still have a lot of stories sure. you know, for the future. Um, I was going to do another alien story today. I'm not going to. But after I did all of those alien stories in a row, then all of a sudden that news broke in Kansas City, I think, about like, I don't know if it was Kansas City. Huh? Uh, so there was like this viral, um, there were several pictures and videos going around. And I think it was in Kansas City that some weird shit was going on in the sky. <gasps> and there was like what? big white orbs. And then there was a whole sky of a, How did there was I miss a, this? a whole cloud that was exactly square shaped. It was a solid cloud that Adam, was square shaped. You need to send me these things. It was super creepy. And so I thought like, oh, I'll cover that because, I mean, I just did all these alien stories. It's on everyone's sure. mind right now. And this is breaking news. But I couldn't find enough information yet for that to be a full story. Basically, of course, things got... <laughs> weather balloons is the first yep. thing that comes Of up. course, <laughs> weather balloons was the answer. But I'm sure that's always the case. But I will say that the people who commented on that, um, they said that they were weather balloons that were part of a project for darpa that's what uh, yeah that's what i just read so interesting if you've learned anything from my stories about darpa it's don't believe everything you hear also darpa believe it nope that didn't work uh <laughs> the u.s department of defense will, wouldn't confirm on the record that the mystery objects were darpas so yeah who knows they literally also kansas i think it was like kansas city the town on twitter it said the weather channel like freaked everyone the fuck out oh no yeah national there, weather service kansas city th there was a tweet that literally said we do not know what this is <laughs> we honestly have no explanation for the floating objects over kansas city apparently that started like a panic because yeah. i was like well shit you're the weather service like, the whole town was like okay so absolutely aliens oh my god anyway that's wild anyway i wanted to cover that i also want everyone to know that yes i We're saw aware. it thank you for the 200 uh sub tweets about that it's I, not fair I saw all it. the people that tag me and shit are like father murders his four children and like <laughs> i don't get any alien tags mine's always aliens and ghosts so i do appreciate Damn that it. but uh no i i have seen it i've been made aware i tried to cover it but there's just not enough information but i will make the comment that like okay so a huge secret service in the government is saying that it's a weather balloon. It's probably not. Dun, dun, dun. Especially when a literal whole town is like, we don't know what this is. Can neither confirm nor deny. Moving on. I will be doing a ghost story. Yay. Um, this is in Scotland. Okay. I almost tried to do like a Scottish no, accent. I just knew that leave that was. Leave CK alone. Yeah. And Shrek. <laughs> CK and Shrek are the only two people. They're the know. only two people in Scotland, right? Right? Yes. Right. That's well, what I CK's not even in Scotland. That's just where he's from. Just Shrek. Just Shrek. The only Shrek is there. Uh, so, We're so fucking ignorant. Ignorant. <laughs> Ignoramus of Scotland. So uh, this is the story of the Edinburgh vaults. Edinburgh? Edinburgh. Edinburgh. <laughs> That's the only thing I know of Scotland. Okay. One, it's the only thing you know. Two, we just said how ignorant we are. So uh, I don't give a shit that I sounded so like the, stupid. Like the Edinburgh Fringe Festival. No. I do know what you're talking about, but I would have never put that in my head to... I see. Okay. How often am I talking about Scotland? Never. I mean, <laughs> it's a pretty big city. Okay, whatever. I've seen it before. I have never once as an American been challenged to say the word out loud, though. Okay, sure. So I... All right, I'll give you a Whatever. Pass. Look, everyone out there... Listen, at least we're on the right path now, so don't tweet it. Don't tweet. Don't tweet. Don't tweet. Unless it's about aliens. Edinburgh? Yeah. Edinburgh. Okay, to be fair, it literally does not look like it's it does not look like Edinburgh. What does it look like? G H? Yes, that's how you pronounce that. So would it be Pittsburgh? 
probably in the olden days, not in America. <laughs> okay, whatever. I know I'm ignorant. I also don't care. So, um, so these are the Edinburgh vaults. Okay. Uh, so these are underground passageways in Old City. Ooh. Apparently, it started all the way back in 1780s. And Edinburgh has a seven major hills in the area. And so back then, to help the city expand without destroying the hills, two different bridges were built. So there was the North Bridge that was built in the early 1780s. And then the late 1780s was the South Bridge. Okay. Um, the South Bridge is probably what we're going to be solely focusing on in this story. It's pronounced Bur- Bridge. It's Burua. Burua. <laughs> Um, we should uh, consult Shrek and see what he has to say. Oh, God. Uh, it was considered a highway of the time. It was like the most modern road that they had built so far. Um, and it helped transportation with direct access to the city for the people who lived all the way out in the old town. Since it helped further parts of town coming into the city more easily and more frequently, people were coming into this area a lot. And so the bridge itself was actually prime real estate for storefronts. Okay. Um. Oh, that's kind of fun. Yeah. So... Uh, The street level of the bridges were very popular for citizens of the area, and uh, South Bridge basically became a supermarket shopping center. Okay, cool. Not not like a shopping center you would think of today, but the whole place was just... no escalators? No, not in the 1780s. Is there a Sephora? Okay, sorry. Sephora. I know, I know. (sighs) We'll get there. We'll find it. We'll find it, and we're going to have a good time. (laughs) have a good time. But before we find it, we're going to not find it. No, no, over no matter again. what, it's going to be fun. <laughs> so uh, since it helped further parts of town come into the city, basically now that they had this bridge that was spanning the entire town, yeah. regardless of there being hills in between all the areas, people were able to just go to this main passage road and just go to all their shops. Cool. So it was prime real estate, like I said. Even if stores were, for some reason, going out of business, there was always things going on. It was a super popping oh. area. So the street level of these bridges was where um, all the stores were. But then underneath the bridges, there were 19 archways. Um, The archways were 30 feet tall and a combined 1,000 feet long. Holy shit. And to make sure that as many shops could fit on the street level as possible, uh, these 19 arches that were kind of pseudo underground, they were beneath the bridges and they got renovated to maximize the space above. So they basically became makeshift workshops and storage for storekeepers and basically anything under the bridges became vaults and oh. then under na- underneath that were tunnels for storage and stuff like that cool it's very it sounds very jetson like very futuristic i saw pictures of it i actually thought about um showing you a picture to try to make sense of it because there were some parts where i was like is so are the vaults underground sure. or are they not it does seem a little bit confusing um so here so I don't know if you can see, but like the, so oh. it's on top, but then based on the hills, it looks like oh. some of it's above ground, some of it's underground. I see. So the mm-hmm. arches kind of vary in height depending on, and yes. then the flat surface up top. Yes. Is okay, the street cool. level. Cool. Cool. So there's two sets of vaults, basically like a top level and a bottom level. Interesting. Um, so the street level are the shops where everyone is, but then under the street level, um, is the upper level vaults that were workshops and the second level vaults which were storage got it and the underground chambers or vaults added up to about 120 individual rooms oh so a lot of space to do things for activities for activities obviously as you would know as i would know boats and hoes (laughs) so uh thought to be cursed 
basically they were they started out on a spooky history with this. So, oh, and my mom's gone. But I'm going to ignore you. Sorry. Oh, shit. She's fine. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, they kind of started off on a spooky start because they thought that um, it was a cursed area. Not only has apparent this, I don't know if I believe this necessarily, but. Uh, sure you do. No, I really don't know. Really? I don't know if I read it correctly. I copy and pasted it directly from the website. So these are not my words. So if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But I'm not really wrong because it's not my fault. Um, okay. But apparently people have been living here since like 8000 BC. What? Yeah. I mean, not in the in, in this town. No, no, right. not in the arches. In this town. So apparently there was a battle that happened on the area. So that already equaled ghosts. Then on top of that, this bridge, once it got built... Um, the bridge itself was doubly cursed because it was already on haunted land and the, the city decided that the first people to cross the bridge, mm -hmm. they like wanted it to be someone really special. So they picked the oldest citizen of Edinburgh. I love that. And so it was some like really well-renowned judge's wife. Okay. Um, but days before the bridge opened, like oh. right at the end of its construction, she died. No. And so Shit. the town wanted to uphold their promise. And so they carried her across the bridge okay. in her coffin. Why did that just give me chills? That just seems so creepy. Well, so that's the second reason why they think the town is haunted because especially the bridge itself, they think it's haunted because the first citizen to cross the bridge upon completion was a dead body. Oh, ew. So it does creep me out for some reason. They think that the bridge itself has bad luck. On top of the fact that it's on haunted grounds. So, and it's right next... Oh, this was the other thing. It's right next to... I'm not even going to try the word because I'm sure I'll fuck it up. Um, but the graveyard right next door is like the most haunted graveyard in all of Scotland. Oh. And so it being so close to this bridge, they're like, well, that's got to bring sure. a lot of ghosts over. They're like, cool, a bridge. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the first interesting thing we've seen in 8,000 years. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> this massive bridge. So, uh, not a superstitious problem, but it is a problem in general. But... On top of it being a cursed bridge, another issue that came with the bridge is that by walling up, because they wanted to make rooms out of the vaults, so they could have like storage and stuff. They walled them off. Yeah, they walled them uh -huh. off so that they'd be individual rooms oh, and spaces. Oh, I see. Okay, still okay. But by walling up the exposed upper level vaults, oh. they cut off light and air circulation to the chambers. I see. Okay, that makes more sense. So it's now a structural issue. Oh. Um, on top of that, there's another structural issue with the bridge that. When it was built, it was built on a budget and in a rush, so it was never waterproofed for flooding. Why would you, in a rut? No, that's a, <laughs> there's some things you don't I feel don't like you build. should never build a bridge in a rush. There's only a certain things that I say, don't build it in a rush. Yeah, I take build, your time on that as one. As M knows, I build most things, like curtain rod, all sorts of things oh. in a rush. Very haphazard, slipshod. But a bridge? Anything with, like, brake pads. Sure. Don't do right. that in a rush. Anything with a human body that is in or on side of it. Right. Inside of it or on top of it. Yeah, exactly. Maybe be a little more careful. Uh, so... They had walled up the exposed vaults, so they cut off the light and the air circulation, and they never waterproofed it. So over time, and by over time, like pretty quickly, there were Shit. huge cracks in the foundation of oh the bridge. God, no. There were also huge cracks in the top, uh, so underneath the street level, but above the vaults. Okay. So the cracks caused water and city waste to both flood Ooh. into the bottom vaults. Oh, God. So there were damp conditions, and since they there was no exposed light or air circulation, it was basically like mold city foul um so bad news bears bad 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 so and it rains so much there too. right right oh no in edinburgh edinburgh, edinburgh. <laughs> i love it whatever uh, uh so between 10 to 30 years after the bridge was completed so that's it 
yes well okay so it started pretty much like within the first five years that shit started holy crap so but get it holy holy so stupid okay (laughs) i'm trying i'm trying too hard i like it though i like when you try it's fun (laughs) uh so within 10 to 30 years after the bridge and the vaults were built businesses just couldn't be there anymore a lot of people left right away that's why i say 10 years and some of them really tried to hold out but by 30 years they were like this is too fucking Uh, gross yeah um (laughs) and so this sephora is filled with sewage i don't know i'm not gonna buy my foundation this sludge is like not organic so i'm not here for it um uh, so basically they all the businesses that were on the street level they were like, it's worth closing up shop in like prime real estate because I cannot do my work sure. down here. I can't. Ugh. And so some of them at the time, like they were like cobblers and milliners and like kind of more old school jobs, but they needed that bottom space with storage and workshops sure, yeah. to be able to have a storefront. So they're like, it's worth not having a, a business here. Sure. I can't do it. That's terrible. Especially back then. If you're like, I don't know if there were bakers or anything, but anyone with food, like, oh, and you're, you're in- storing that down there. I think God there like... wasn't like an FDA back then. <laughs> Unless it's just like yogurt or something where you're like, no, it's supposed to look like that. Right. That's no, that's good bacteria. It's blue cheese. Don't worry about it. <laughs> so within 30 years, all the businesses were like, fuck this. Uh, I think they still, <laughs> some of them kept storefronts and then they just worked within the storefront, but nobody was working down just in, like the, in the vaults anymore. Abandoned it. So by the 1820s, now that the main storefronts and businesses were not using the vaults, more, um, quote, seedy businesses started taking over. Oh, shit. Because it was available space, and it ended up becoming a red light district down there. Oh, wow. Um, It was basically the black market of the town. There were a lot of brothels, gambling dens, illegal pubs. You get the gist. I get the gist. In early 1800s news article, there was a report about how they found an illegal distillery. Mm. Um, This is a quote saying, Mr. McKenzie, accompanied by officers, discovered a private distillery under the Arch of the South Bridge. The particulars of this are worthy of notice from the great pains which had been taken to prevent disclosure. The original door to the place had been carefully built up and plastered over so as to prevent any appearance of an entrance. Uh Behind a grate in the fireplace of a bedroom, an opening had been made and fitted with an iron door and lock that exactly fitted the grate, which could only be seen by removing it. And this passage led to the flat above by a trap door and a ladder where, where the still was working. The drinks were said to have been taken away in a bag and carried out by a woman under her cloak. So, like, oh, my God, people were very clearly doing some, like, sketchy stuff. And, and uh, we're pretty good at it. They're good at it. <laughs> so this was just, like, wow. chaos down there. Sure. Um, criminals and the poor began squatting there. And by 1845, during the um, the potato famine, the vaults were basically packed with Irish immigrants. Oh, fuck. So on top of there being a bunch of illegal activity, there were also people that were sure. literally immigrating here and couldn't find anywhere to stay. Sure. So they were just packed in this kind of Horrible. dangerous area. Also, there were slumlords at the time. Oh, God. Is that the word that we still use? It's, I don't know. I, don't, I couldn't find a different word. That sounds right. I'm I'm quoting Google. It sounds so, like a username. Yeah. <laughs> Someone's AIM username. Uh, so slumlords uh, took advantage of the fact that a lot of immigrants were coming over and didn't have anywhere to stay. And so they were forcing these people to go live in the vaults for a really cheap price. Um, but putting 10 people in each space that was meant for one person. Jeez. Okay. So wow. it was super overcrowded. Terrible. No running water. No light. No sanitation. Sure. No air circulation. Illnesses spreading. Apparently tuberculosis and cholera were rampant at that point. I can't even imagine. And also in the vaults. Another thing that was rampant was murder. 
Murder. Murder of the highest degree. There's a murder in Savannah. The, in in at Edinburgh. In Edinburgh. <laughs> so in 1828, these are the most notorious killers of the time. Uh, two Irish immigrants that were also serial killers named William Burke and William Hare. Oh, no. Um, killed 16 people in oh. these vaults that we know of. God. They would hide the bodies in the vaults, never being noticed. They just, like, hit them and... No one even cared. Jesus, okay. And then they would sell them to medical communities a la H.H. Holmes. Wow. Okay, interesting. So uh, that was a apparently a regular thing. You just see bodies in the vaults and you're like, oh yeah, serial killers are oh, that's William. taking these. That's old Willie. That's Bill. Uh, so yeah, it was just regular to be like, oh, well, this, I guess, was a time where medical advancements were growing at a, at a pretty rapid sure. rate. And so... They were getting bodies well, however they could. down there is like, I have cholera, fine. Like, fix, right. figure it out. I signed it away. Oh, so, God, terrible. Eventually, the conditions were so bad that even these people didn't want to work and live down there anymore, so they all left. Wow. So when even, like, the people running brothels oh, and sure. all this are Too like, much. I can't do it. They, so. Wow. So they all left. The vaults were pretty much abandoned. And they don't know the exact time, but around the 1860s, vaults were filled with, the vaults were filled with rubble. Um, to prevent flooding and trespassing, so nobody could go back down oh, there. Oh, okay, interesting. And then it sat untouched for pretty much 100 years. Whoa. So, as far as I know, um, around the 1980s, so about 120 years later, oh, wow. a bar owner who worked on the South Bridge, he actually found a section of the old street below his property, not knowing what cool. it was from. I guess, like, they also just made this, like, 120-year-long secret <laughs> because he was surprised. He was like, what is that? <laughs> so he found a section of uh, this, like, old street under cool. his property, and he went looking, and he found all these vaults. Whoa. So they started doing excavations in the area, and they found several things, including dishes, medicine bottles, toys, oyster shells, which apparently was a really cheap food back then, evidence of multiple types of tradesmen and their... Like working their tools, wares. their wares, <laughs> um, clay pipes, buttons, horseshoes, snuff boxes, stoneware, ceramic jars, pots, and plates. Wow, that must so, be so creepy. Especially the, I mean, obviously the toys. Especially a hundred twenty year old toys and yeah. medicine bottles. Ooh, it says like cocaine, and it's like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like this was for the baby, right? <laughs> something to suck on, something to take the edge off Just at some night. Some opium. <laughs> um, so some of the vaults. Uh, so that was just like the last, I guess historical thing to happen there right but this is just a fun fact some of the vaults now are actually part of a venue called the caves and the rowan tree okay and apparently they host uh private events including the edinburgh festival fringe fringe festival mm -hmm. apparently it is hosted in the vaults what oh my god i have so many friends that have like performed there Oh, well, yeah, apparently it's like 60 shows a day or something. Yeah, it's, it's like, a massive it's basically like festival. A, you're, it's a very, like, um, rite of passage, for lack of a better term, for anyone in comedy. Really? Yeah. Like, in L.A., basically everybody who does, like, improv or whatever ends up going over there. I've never heard of it before really? today when I was doing the story. Yeah. Huh. I guess I'm in the I mean, hello, circles, the improv circles. <laughs> apparently you are one of the, the comedians that are just I destined actually, to be there. literally this week saw a guy um, perform... He did a show. His name is Alex Edelman. He's very funny. But he his show like won Best Newcomer at Fringe oh, wow. Festival this year or something. I've heard of Fringe Festival. I've never heard of Edinburgh in front of it. Oh, yeah. That's what it is. Got it. Yeah. Because you were like, like the Edinburgh Fringe Festival. And I was like, 
one, I'm literally about to talk about it. And two, <laughs> Christine's not ruining my story. And two, I also didn't know that, that that's what that was called. Yes. Um, and I've always been jealous because I'm like, that's cool to be able to go there for com like, wow, to do comedy. But like, also you get to go to Scotland. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, I think I'd care more about the Scotland thing first <laughs> on principle. Fun. I'd be like, gotta go to Shrek Swamp. Um, so as Shrek of Swamp, God damn it, as of the 2000s, most of the area is still closed off, but the open parts of it are mainly used for ghost tours and investigations. Fun. So allegedly, this is one of the most haunted sites in Scotland. Um, some of the vaults are more haunted than others. Oh. So apparently, there are cross streets underneath for different parts of the arches sure. so the street vaults on nidri n-i-d-d-r-y sure. the nidri street vaults are the most haunted of all of the street vaults under these weird bridges. okay um there's a guide a tour guide who has said quote we do get an awful lot of activity and the reports have been getting more frequent in recent weeks oh. this is a very sinister place there are lots of dark, dark spirits down there. Lots of guides have experiences. I train a lot of the guides, and often when they are new, we get a lot of activity because the spirits aren't used to them yet. Oh. They hear things. They get pushed. They hear footsteps. They see faces. Tourists feel things as well. Temperature changes. Quite often, the temperature will drop suddenly. We had reports of footsteps last night, people seeing figures, and a lot of time, people are taking pictures, and they tell me, you realize there's a woman standing behind you, right? But I'm fine with it. Oh. <laughs> Oh, nice flex. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> humble fine. brag. Humble brag. <laughs> that is creepy. I don't like that he says dark experiences. No, at all. Mm -hmm. But I can confirm that it, usually if there's a new face that you are more likely to get activity. You're like curious about it or something. Like how I've talked about how when I was doing tours, they got bored of, of me. <laughs> so I would ask like the newcomers, I'd be like, okay, you do, you it. do it. I'm here to watch now because apparently the ghosts don't give a shit about me. They keep yawning much like M right, does right, exactly. my story. Like Walt does now with oh, no. me. Oh, <laughs> Maybe I'm Walt's little puppet and I'm yawning for him, you know? Oh, great. So he's just possessing your body. Oh, boy. He seems nice so far. Your tarantula legs. Tarantula legs. <laughs> uh, speaking of tarantula legs, I my one of my tarantula legs right now <laughs> yeah. does not have underwear and the other one does. I'm just like, I just hear this like... <laughs> I was like, I'm ripping my underwear with my bare hands. I was like, well, what a fun day at Christine's house. They shrunk in the dryer and like they were, I wear like boxer briefs. So they were like really tightened up on my, on my thighs. Yeah. And there was one where I was like, I just got to like pull on this and see if it'll stretch it out. <laughs> and when I pulled it, it like the whole cloth just ripped in half. And I was like, either I'm the Hulk or it's that for sure. I have to be the Hulk because the, the other option is I'm just too big for my underwear. I will say also that was not me undies. We were we literally I asked that was my first question. Yeah, no, that was not micromodal fabric. No, these were these were cheap. These were these cheap. These were on the cheap. But we did make sure to like do a whole like audio recording of me ripping my underwear. I don't know what we're gonna do with it, but we're saving it. We'll do. It. We'll use it for something. It just sounds like <laughs> it's supposed to like guest star on SpongeBob's music video about I guess it, ripping his pants. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. It's the remix. The remix. The TikTok version. Exactly. Everyone likes a good reboot these days, so yeah. that's just me. 90s. So people also experience disembodied voices, strange sounds, cold blasts of air from nowhere, especially because, remember, this place is not ventilated. Right, true. And people also regularly see full-bodied apparitions. Holy crap. Notably, they see mists and robed figures standing in corners. That is... No. Why robed? Why did, remember the lady in her cloak? She was oh. stealing or she was like sneaking out the goods. Maybe they just like. Wait a minute. Maybe that's how they snuck stuff out. I don't know. She would just stand by corners until you weren't looking. She's like, oh God, they're going to catch me in my bathtub gin. <laughs> people, <laughs> people would also uh, get grabbed 
People will have their hair played with. They'll hear knocking. People will get nauseous and have headaches. Some people will get pictures of a weird green mist that you can't visibly see. Weird. Some people will leave with scratches and bruises on their body. Oh, God. In fact, there was a boy on a tour who um, he screamed really loud saying, I want out. I want out of this place. Saying his back hurt, and then they lifted his shirt, and there was a red handprint like someone had five-starred him. A little boy? Yep. Oh, shit, that's terrible. Also, there's a 12-year-old young girl on a tour, and she screamed at a person behind her, who was actually there, um, but someone else on the tour. She screamed at this person on the tour saying, get away, get away from the fire, because apparently what she saw was he was standing in a pit of flames. Oh, my. Oh, my God. That's traumatizing. And he didn't know, but apparently there was a fire there. She was the only one who could see it, but she was watching him just stand in a pit of fire. That is traumatizing. For a 12-year-old girl, yeah. yeah. So don't take, I guess don't take your children down there. Yeah. It sounds like it really likes kids. Yeah. Um, a woman on the tour felt someone standing in front of her with really bad whiskey breath. Um, Great. she couldn't see him, but she said that she could feel him breathing in her face Mm-mm. very intentionally. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. There's also a guide that said that a girl around 19 or 20 years old is seen dressed in all black standing in the corner of the room watching you. Okay. Nope. This is one that I think is, it's very tame, but it's my favorite part, I think. A bartender from a bar right above the bridge, um, he left an orange on the bar, and he was the only person in the bar, and he came back, and it had been perfectly peeled, and the peel was thrown away. What? (laughs) Just a perfectly peeled, by the way, that's the ghost I want. Wait, hold on. (laughs) Like, imagine him at, like, soccer games. Well, are you listening? Uh, Yeah. Cut up some orange slices for me. (laughs) That would be perfect, especially at a party. Hell like, yeah. He'll just cut up the limes. Like, We're good. I'll make the fruit salad. Don't worry about it. So there's a spirit of a man with a big heart, apparently. Like a, like a, like more metaphorically, a big heart. Like he's oh, a nice oh, person. Oh, okay. I was like, not like he's a problem. Um, he's known to have a big heart and is very friendly and curious about people. Okay. At least there's one nice guy. Yes. Apparently psychics have all also um, spotted him as heavy set. Okay. So if for some reason you are a psychic and if for some reason you end up in these vaults and if for some reason you see a heavy set fella with a big heart, he's a good boy. Oh, at least talk to him. He's fine. Okay. He'll keep you away from the pit of flames. Exactly. And maybe peel you an orange. <sighs> the goal. Man. He wouldn't. I don't know. I don't know. He seems too nice already. I think we got to. I'm hoping there's like at least spread a, it out there's a, a second nice got one. Got it. Got it. Got it. That's like helping out the bar staff. Someone's on the fruit salad. Someone's. Yeah. Okay. Got it. So there's also a little boy named Jack who's six or seven. Um, they say that he's potentially one of the missing cases. Uh, there was a, especially oh. during the um, potato famine when everyone was coming over. Sure. There was apparently a lot of missing children Ugh. because they got lost from their families. This is a really interesting throwback that doesn't have any yeah. relevance to today whatsoever. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, apparently Jack might have been one of those missing cases. Terrible. Um, they say he's six or seven. He's quote blonde with curly hair and is dressed in a smart blue suit with knickerbocker trousers oh what a honey apparently this is very sad he pulls on people's sleeves and grabs the hands of women stop because he's probably looking for his mom stop 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 stop. i'll take him i'll take him he holds my hand i'm just like all right you can i'll take him i'm just gonna have like holy water in the other hand just in case you're just gonna like spritz him every now and then (laughs) you're good you're okay like a cat like a cat (laughs) so it's Apparently, he has also been seen as a full-body apparition. He has grabbed visitors' coats, and when he's alone, he likes to throw pebbles for fun. Okay. So he never throws them at you, but he likes to throw them around. That's fun. Yeah, I like throwing pebbles Me for too. fun. Kind of weird. Some websites, and I don't know if this is like the actual vaults themselves, like the company, but 
he's also known as a little girl who likes to hold people's hands. So maybe it's two different oh. ghosts, two different spirits. Sure. But there's apparently a little girl who likes to grab people's hands, and her name is Abandoned Annie. Okay. Well, I... W- wow. Okay. So apparently Abandoned Annie... Uh, there is a makeshift... Well, Annie the Orphan was already taken. Appa- okay, oh. wait a minute. That's like knockoff Annie is <laughs> right. what that is. Uh, so, it's a rough life. Annie's <laughs> <laughs> <In these> vault. <laughs> so fucked. Instead of tomorrow, she sings yesterday. Oh. So, uh, womp womp. there is a makeshift altar to her. Oh. And uh, apparently people leave dolls and toys for her this off. Alf- at this altar. Okay. Um, but visitors will also leave money. Oh, sure. I don't know. Right. Uh, but fun fact, that money is collected annually by the council that takes care of the vault and it gets donated to sick kids. Are you serious? Yeah. Well, that's nice. So sure. Leave your money in a vault. So, for real. So apparently there's two other ghosts. One is called the aristocrat. Okay. That's what they call me. Yeah, I'm sure it is. And he is... You and your a, knickerbockers. And my knickerbockers. That you just ripped My half, half knickerbockers. <laughs> I just have one knickerbocker. Um, so he is, quote, a well-to-do gentleman with a tall black hat and beard. Um, he's often seen leaning against the wall with his arms folded, grinning at people as they pass. Okay. But he gives off a sinister vibe, so his smile may not be as friendly as you think. I literally was just thinking, that sounds creepy as hell, so... Yeah, anyone dead grinning at me, I don't care, like, what your intentions nope. are. It's very off-putting. A ghost in a top hat, never a good idea. <laughs> no. That's what I always say. That's what I always say. Uh, so, the other one, there's the aristocrat, and there's the cobbler. Okay. I that's, think that's the, what they call me. That's what they call me. I think the cobbler might be the heavy set fellow. Oh. Just from things that I read, it sounds like they're the same person. All right. Um, so the cobbler is, quote, believed to be a shoemaker from the late 18th century, and he might have probably worked in, down there. Nice. Um, he is described as, quote, short, stocky, wearing a long leather apron and a white shirt, but he is always friendly and always smiling at people. Sorry, birth control. The cobbler will do that to you. <laughs> Stop it! <laughs> uh, so apparently he's actually always friendly. Um next up i'll give you a sec sorry no you're good <sighs> take your time oh yeah i yeah, you get bored okay <sighs> okay so uh he's always very friendly and like genuinely this is cobbler cobbler okay and so also the the heavyset guy he's also super friendly and curious and smiles at people so i think they might be the same person got it um and i i didn't know what rooms they are seen in so sure. i don't know if it's the same room the other one, who is the most well-known ghost in the vaults, his name is Mr. Boots. Boots? Boots. Okay. And he is described as shabby, tall. Oh, uh-huh. He likes to stand in the back of the vaults, and he likes to throw stones at you, <laughs> push visitors to get their attention. He has heavy disembodied footsteps, and he loves cussing. <laughs> he okay. uh, apparently will yell cussing cuss words at you uh-huh sometimes you won't hear anything but then in your evps later you will hear a man cussing oh, sometimes weird and sometimes people when they're standing by themselves will hear someone whisper a cuss word into their ear again dead or alive don't whisper in my ear don't ever um so apparently there's a room called the white room uh-huh. and the white room has the worst spirit oh. known as the watcher okay well obviously i just got chills involuntarily thanks uh apparently the watcher could you believe it 
instills feelings of dread. Color me shocked. Wow. So some guides actually refuse to go in the white room. Really? One guide has said, quote, people have come out of the room and found that they had scratch marks or bruising. They've had their clothes torn and they will feel very nauseous. If you take photographs, quite often faces will appear in them. I won't go into that particular room. He warns people not to enter. He shouts at people and he pushes people. Do you? Wow. Do you think that's demonic? It sounds like it. I can't. I don't know. I feel like if something is literally tearing your clothes, it's got to have a lot of energy. Right. And scratching you. Like yeah. that always makes me Usually, think. Usually I imagine a scratch is always a demon. That's what I think. That's <laughs> I just, what I think. I just always, especially if it's three claw marks, game over. Oh, correct. Um, I think the Watcher and Mr. Boots are the same person also. Also remember the Watcher. Oh, okay. Well, that makes the, sense. The Watcher house. The Watcher house was like signed. All those letters were signed by the Watcher. Ooh. I don't like this. I never like watching. It's truly the creepiest name. Yeah. Because it's like, well, what else are you going to do? It's so sinister. Are you just going to watch? Because that's cool. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, so I think, I think Mr. Boots is also the Watcher. Um, I think I might have just gotten them from two different websites and like. Sure. The Watcher was some like a nickname that that guy gave him, but Mr. Boots is Mr. like Boots his name. So much more like Mr. Boots is like the name that he's like known a cartoon by. character. Um, apparently, uh, in 2003, there was a BBC show where um, a radio producer named Debbie went on an investigation here, and afterwards, she was listening to the audio and she got an EVP of someone screaming multiple times, "Get out!" in Gaelic. Whoa. Also, in 2009, another BBC show. Um, host Joe Swash, he spent a night in the vaults totally alone. Um, he picked up an EVP of a Catholic priest reciting the last rites for 20 minutes. Sorry, what? And then it only stopped abruptly right after another EVP got picked up of children yelling. <gasps> oh, so imagine 20 minutes, 20 minutes of a calf reading last rites and then children screaming. Did you say of oh, a calf? Catholic. Oh, oh, Catholics. Okay. Got it. Got it. Got it. Yeah. Holy Catholic priest, crap. last rites, and then children screaming. This is not good. Um, so also a cameraman passed out. A crew member said that he, quote, felt like he was being stabbed and he had scratches oh. on his back during a live broadcast. Um, oh, my God. So this place is, like, not somewhere I want to, like, Just totally like, hang out. Hang out. <laughs> uh, but there's a room you will like because it's called the Wine Vault. I'm there. I, I changed my mind. I'd like to hang out. Well, it has lots of activity, and apparently most of the activity comes from Jack and Annie. So Jack oh. slash Annie. Okay. Jack and or Annie. Um, the little ones. The little ones. Why are they in the Wine like, Vault? I think... Maybe their mommy was just like Christine. <laughs> Maybe their mommy was just like Gio's mommy. And <laughs> Maybe they're like, I know where I'll find my mom. My exactly. Missing mom. Exactly. Take me to the vault. Uh, there is another vault called the occult chamber. That's where you are. So we have our own rooms. I see. Truly. I don't know why it's not called the occult like, vault. Oh, come on. But whatever. This is our like own summer camp here. The wine vault and the occult chamber. Yeah. So the occult chamber, apparently there's a series of stones in a circle in the center of the room. Oh, uh, Okay. And it's rumored that rituals are conducted there, including the legend of one woman being sacrificed in the circle of stones. Oh, no. Apparently, witches still practice there. Really? Um, And some of them sensed that an evil spirit was in that room, and so they held a ceremony to trap it in the circle. Oh. So now people say that if you walk through that part of the room... Oh, don't do that. Or if you stand in the circle of stones, you will wake up the next day with scratches on your legs. I don't like that it stays that long with you that the next like morning it somehow it's like can't leave but it also follows you so like yeah. it's inside of you maybe maybe the scratches just are like 
not fast acting i don't know maybe They're like yeah. extended release capsules sure oh i like that <laughs> so uh and then finally i couldn't do this without talking about our favorite so in season one episode seven of ghost adventures mm-hmm. uh they look in the cobbler's room apparently in the cobbler's room they there's also a malevolent male spirit Uh-oh. that deeply hates pregnant women whoa okay that's very specific in the same room there is a pregnant woman like that's the spirit of oh, a pregnant spirit. woman. Oh, 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 I thought you meant Zach Baggins brought a pregnant. I was like, no, I this is too much. It's <laughs> so, like Sorry. we found our line. We found our uh-huh. line. Okay. <laughs> uh, so there is a a female spirit. Apparently, she's completely in black, and she's told psychics that she lost her child. Oh my god. Um, while she was pregnant. Oh my god. So interesting. Imagine being like a ghost. Yeah. And you have to for eternity haunt the room with another person Correct. who hates you. Yeah. Hmm. This sounds like a reality TV show in the making. Let's do it. It does. Someone yeah. who hates pregnant people and a pregnant person having to live in the same room for eternity. For eternity. Uh, also, apparently, I did not know about this until the episode. There's also the ghost of a shaggy dog. Oh, okay. That's woof, nice. Woof. I hope he at least gets to visit the pregnant so lady. So sweet. I hope so, too. Uh, so there actually was in this room at one point a visitor who was six months pregnant. And in that room, she heard a baby crying from a corner of the oh. room. And then she got violently ill. Okay. okay yeah. I was going to say, maybe don't go in there anymore if you're pregnant, guys. So she's getting a lot of reactions there. Also, they talked about Mr. Boots. Mr. Boots apparently is described as wearing a black overcoat and big black boots. Great. Um, apparently he hates light. So it's suggested oh. that if you bring a candle in there or a flashlight, he will, it will draw attention from him. Okay. Didn't read this anywhere else, but then on Ghost Adventures, I found out that not only does he grin at people, but he does it while he has no eyeballs in his sockets. Ah, okay. This is the guy at the top hat? No, that's the aristocrat. Right. That's the aristocrat. This is just Mr. Boots. Okay. Oh, right. Okay. But yeah, so no eyeballs in his sockets, grins at people. He pushes them violently and screams, get out. It's interesting he doesn't like light, but he has no eyeballs. Mm, Mm. Maybe they burned his eyes out. (laughs) maybe maybe he has like a vendetta against light now or maybe he's blind he was blind and he's just mad that oh maybe everyone else can't isn't in the darkness i don't know i don't know maybe he looked at the sun for too long oh there it is i don't know that's the one things to think about when you're stoned so (laughs) as uh, we are as we always are and that's why we smoke a lot of people think that you smoke a lot of i know just because you don't drink i just want to put a psa out there I have had so many people DM me and be like, I know you don't drink, but if you're in town tonight for your live show and you have some time, come smoke with us, like, behind behind the theater. Smoke a bowl with me. I was like... So many people ask me to go smoke with them when I'm in town for a live show. because... It's like, I'm not going to. And also, if I don't drink, I definitely don't smoke. That's that's what is odd to me, because I'm like, I'm the more likely one to probably smoke out of the two of us, but I've never gotten that request. People think I'm just like a fucking reefer <laughs> or something. I'm just like a like a reefer fan. You know, re- that's what the kids call it. Reefer? reefer what do they fan? call it? The pot? I think they call it the Mary Jane. Is it cool to do drugs, Stanley? <laughs> is it fun to smoke drugs? <laughs> I don't smoke either guys so please stop asking me to smoke with you i'm not gonna do it <laughs> i might no i won't christine might no she won't she's already got wine in her system i pick one vice over the other i think people also think because I've, I've made reference to smoking hookah before maybe that's what it is another psa i only smoke hookah that's my only vice i don't get a lot of bad things i don't do a lot of unhealthy things well, it's like my and, one thing that and cocaine and well obviously yeah, absolutely that's a given the mountain of cocaine so that's sitting right us, next to me you could invite us to do that next i like time. to roll around like snow angels in my cocaine <laughs> um 
no, I don't do anything except hookah, guys. And I'm also not going to meet you at a hookah bar. Like, let's be clear before I start getting DMs about that. I might. We'll see. So, uh, so he, oh yeah, he hates, uh, people. He hates light. He also hates anyone in the room because apparently this is what a psychic found out. He killed and buried a sex worker down there and he doesn't want to get caught. Which is ironic because if he's telling you what he did and is afraid of getting caught, it's like he already you already got caught oh my god that's really weird that it would stick with him that much into the afterlife that he's still like his energy is focused on that yeah so apparently he hates people there because he's afraid of getting found out that is so wild okay uh and one room is the cobbler but apparently in the room with the like super happy friendly cobbler is an angry woman who pushes people a lot of pushing around here and all these weird pairs like there's two pairs it's always a a yin and yang in these rooms right there's never just like two people broing out just like hanging just like smoking the reefer smoking the reefer doing the pot it's like i wonder if it's the beginning of a movie where like you hate each other but in times of conflict people band together and you respect each other right it does sound like a a show like maybe the the angry woman is like pushing people around but like refuses to push the cobbler out of respect right she's gonna learn a lesson eventually he's happy i i get that i don't get why but I'm, I'm not going to push him. I'm going to push someone else. Okay, interesting. I wonder I'm how... push that child that I just w- walked in. I wonder how the pregnant woman and the guy who hates pregnant women... I think they might be out of luck. I don't think they're making... I, well, apparently they also um, reside on opposite corners of the room. Wow. They really are like, this is my side. They're really like, oh, look, I'll be over here, you be over there. Let's not cross lines. Like a deserted island. Apparently there's also the headless ghost of Mary Queen of Scots. Um, what is she here. doing there? She's, hang- she's doing the reefer. She's like, this is where I used to go to get my fix. It's <laughs> where I used to go get my black market reefer. <laughs> so uh, apparently uh, the Ghost Adventures team, they also see a figure pass by the room. They hear heavy breathing. At one point when they're in the room that Mr. Boots lives in, the camera blurs only the thing, only light sources. So all the candles, all the flashlights, Ooh. all of them blurred. And then all of a sudden the camera malfunctioned and turned off by itself. Oh, wow. Okay, creepy. So everything else was still... Um, everything else was still in frame. Clear. But all the lights kind of started, like, f- fading on the camera. That is very spooky. Uh, you could hear... Sh- or they heard shuffling down the hall. They felt fingers brush against their hair. Ugh. They actually recorded an orb coming from Mr. Boots's room and entering Zach's neck. Wait, neck? Just, like, flying... Oh, an in- orb. Oh, sorry. An orb flying into his neck. I thought said Mr. Boots was entering his neck. I was no, like, No, from Mr. Boots's the room, fuck? they okay. saw an orb flying into Zach's neck. Understood. They also felt something uh, touch their arms and their necks at the same time that their EMF had a huge spike Mm-mm. as if something walked right past them. Oh, my God. Uh, they had a heavy feeling in certain rooms. They heard loud scratching on walls. They felt freezing cold air. Um, they got an EVP of a popping noise of a woman's voice of a dog. Oh, a dog. Really? And uh, a loud knock in response to do you hate pregnant women? <laughs> oh, my God. That guy is just an asshole. They, uh, Nick also got really strong headaches and in the side of his head and he started feeling like he was in a lot of pain. They also left a teddy bear out for Jack and on footage, they got the bear pushing itself backwards. Oh, oh. At the same time that they got an EVP of a child. Oh, wow. Okay. And then probably the coolest part was for six minutes straight, they experienced and got on, uh, recording the sound of a distinct and constant dragging slash sawing sound. But for six minutes straight, they just heard dragging and sawing around them. What the fuck? I wonder if that's like one of the old workshop, like back when they were actually... Oh, like they could hear like someone... Like a cobbler, an actual cobbler or something. Or like a carpenter or something. Carpenter, yeah. Oh, 
Oh, I never even thought of that. But yeah, that makes sense. It makes it sound less sinister. I'm just trying to think of ways that it's not a serial killer <laughs> sawing up a body. But anyway, so that is the story of the Edinburgh Vault. That is so creepy. I have never heard of that before. I didn't I even know either. the festival was in there. Me either. That's bananas. But now if you go to that festival and you think you saw a ghost, you yeah, probably not, definitely did. I'm not. I'm a little bit less. No, probably more excited about the festival. God, first, uh, like a group of people or a group of ghosts that hate people. That festival must, that must be, be especially improv people, just like improv people flooding in. But imagine the people who like do a good job at that festival. They kill. Uh, Get it. Joanna, actually, her scripts won, her uh, plays won several awards at the front. Really? Yeah. Wow. That was pretty cool. I feel very ignorant as someone who like. I think it's just a very neat, like, I'm I just so in that writing and comedy world. Maybe. Yeah. Cause I'm not into writing comedy. Yeah. Hmm interesting i don't know i feel like as someone who makes my living off of comedy i definitely should have known about it before 126 episodes well but you didn't go into it very intentionally no so stumbled upon and that's why we drink is sponsored by squarespace squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online with squarespace it's easy to create a beautiful website all on your terms you don't want to miss Fluid Engine, a next-generation website design system from Squarespace with reimagined drag-and-drop technology for desktop or mobile. I don't know this for a fact, but it's my opinion that there is no easier way to build a website than Squarespace because of this drag-and-drop technology. It gets better every year, and it is just, you when you think it can't get any better and easier, it does. I've been using Squarespace <laughs> since 2017. Um, and in that time, they have just proven themselves to be the best and easiest way to make a website. So anytime I make a website for any reason, that's where I go. When you're ready to get started, you can use one of Squarespace's professional website templates with designs for every category, and then you can customize it. You can customize the look, add new content, add features to fit your unique needs. It's just a great spot to have a landing page for you, for your business, for whatever it is you're trying to market or showcase. Squarespace is the best platform to use, in my opinion. Opinion. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com drink to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Daylight saving time is starting up again. It may feel like there are more hours in the day, but if you're hiring, it doesn't necessarily help you find qualified candidates any sooner. There's only one way to do that. ZipRecruiter. Right now, you can try it for free at ziprecruiter.com drink. ZipRecruiter works around the clock to find qualified candidates for you. Once you post your job on ZipRecruiter, they send it to 100-plus job sites so you reach more of the right people. ZipRecruiter's smart technology also quickly scans thousands of resumes to identify people whose skills and experience match your job. Spring forward with a new hiring partner, ZipRecruiter, and find top talent sooner. See why 4 out of 5 employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Just go to this exclusive web address to try ZipRecruiter for free. ZipRecruiter.com drink. Once again, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash drink. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Okay. Ooh, lower this. All right. You ready for a creepy story? I am. I am. Yes. Today I have a missing persons case. Oh, my goodness. You love a good missing persons case I, recently. I do. A did good I cold do case. One? You did a cold case last time. Oh, yeah, but she was dead. Yeah, the spy. Was not, she was not missing. This one is a mystery. Mm, love a good mystery. I mean, a, a missing mystery. Ooh. A mystery, if you will. Oh my god, <laughs> stupid. Stop it. Oh, okay. So, this is the... Okay, let me wait till Gio gets the hell out of my oh. earphones. He'll be back. I, I guarantee it. 
Um, cool. So I have started, I just told M this, but I've started listening to Crime Junkie finally, and I'm obsessed and I'm binging it. And there are a lot of cases that Ashley covers that are like smaller, lesser known cases. And so it's like super fascinating to me because there are a lot that I've never heard about. So this is one of those. Great. I'm ready. This is the story of the disappearance of Bryce Las Pisa. Las Pisa. So it's August 2013. Bryce is 19. He's a sophomore studying industrial and graphic design at Sierra College in Rockland, California, which is up north about 20 miles outside of Sacramento. Um, He's this really well-liked, very social guy, very easygoing, like makes friends really easily. Um, He's an only child. He and his parents are really close. And they actually live, they had just moved 500 miles south to Laguna Niguel in Orange County. Oh, they, okay. They had grown up, or he'd grown up in the Midwest or something, and then they, like, for some reason, they went down to retire, and he went something to school happened. up there. Something happened. I guess. Okay. Uh, freshman year, Bryce had started dating a young woman named Kim. Uh, they were super in love. They were very happy. They were Facebook official. Oh. I know. Um, we're not even Facebook official. You and me? Yeah. We should be. I know. Let's do that. Okay. Okay. So uh, they spent a lot of time together. We're very close. So anyway, we're in August 2013. Bryce had just spent the summer down in Orange County with his parents, and he's now back at school to start his sophomore year. He'd been up there for two weeks. A few days before Labor Day weekend, though, Bryce's friends start to notice something off about him. Mm. His demeanor changed so drastically that his roommate, Sean, called Bryce's mom to be like, I'm worried. Wow. Which, like, we all know would take, I think, a lot. if you're Especially if you don't know each other yet. Well, no, they're, like, friends. Oh, they're friends. Okay. But um, even then, like, to call someone back home and be like, what's going on? Yeah, especially because, like, at that age, you know, everyone, I mean, a lot of people are drinking and experimenting. Yeah. So, like, it takes, I think, a lot to be like, I'm worried about him. Right, 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 right. So, yeah. So, he called Bryce's mom, which was a little bit, um, a little bit odd. And he says... Bryce was acting super weird. Um, he had apparently texted his girlfriend, Kim, out of the blue, saying, you know what? Maybe you're better off without me. And she Ooh. was like, are you breaking up with me? And he just wrote yes. And they were oh, like, oh, shit. So Kim is like, what the hell? And Sean is like, I don't know what his deal is. But Sean admits that Bryce started to act weird when the two of them decided to stay up all night playing video games. And in an effort to stay awake, Bryce had taken some Vyvanse, mm. which is um, a drug commonly prescribed to treat ADHD. And Bryce did not have ADHD, ADHD. or I mean, he was not diagnosed with it. So he was the medication was not his. Correct. So in other words, right. He's taking it recreationally Um, and he just needed it or he wanted it for like a surge of energy to stay up all night. Sure. But Vyvanse is like not a low key drug. It's like has similar like just like other ADHD drugs has similar stimulants to methamphetamine. Mm. Um, And so like it'll it'll do something to you. Fuck you up. So anyway, Sean is like, yep, he took Vyvanse, um, but he's ever since that night, he's been acting super weird, not like himself, and he's worried. So Bryce then gets a call from Bryce himself, and he is with Kim now, and she lives 90 miles north of where he lives. So he had driven up to Kim's apartment, and so Bryce's mom is on the phone with him. Her name's Karen, and so Karen and Bryce are on the phone, and then Kim takes the phone and is like, listen, I took Bryce's keys. I don't think he's safe to drive. Um, I mean, he broke up with me. That's not the issue. Like, he's just not acting like himself, and I don't think he's in a safe place to drive. Right, 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 right. Um, so Karen's like, let me talk to Bryce. Um, 
so he talks to his mom and dad on the phone and he's like i just want to go home we broke up she won't give me my keys she's just upset and like i just want to leave and head back to my apartment and so his parents are like are you okay and he says yes i'm fine and karen's like okay maybe i'll fly up there tomorrow i'm worried about you and he responds no mom don't make an airline reservation until i talk to you because i have a lot to talk to you about Uh uh-oh and so she does not know what that means. Um, but she's like, okay, are you sure you're all right to drive? And he's like, I'm totally fine. Like, I just want to go home. So his parents are like, Kim, just give him the keys. Like, he's fine. He's okay. Let him drive home. So Kim's like, fine. All right. It's 1130 p.m. She gives him the keys and he heads out. So it's really odd to the parents because they had just spent the summer with him, right? And they're like, this is kind of weird. Like, he he was carefree happy all summer and then all of a sudden he's there for two weeks and is like totally, totally different person yeah so they're like don't don't know what's going on um so she he leaves around 11 30 and so she lived 90 miles north so around 1 a.m karen gets a call from bryce and is like okay phew like he's probably made it home um and she she's like you know what just call me in the morning we'll talk then about whatever you need to talk about don't worry about it unbeknownst to karen though Cell Tower Records, at this point, ping him an hour away from his apartment, basically in the middle of nowhere. Uh Uh-oh. Instead of heading back to his apartment, he actually passed his college and was heading south toward the Tehachapi Mountains. Um, So nobody knows why the hell he was going there. Hmm. Uh, The next morning at 11 a.m., the Las Pieces receive a voicemail from State Farm about needing roadside assistance on the car that Bryce was driving. Oh, shit. And it's on their insurance plan, so they get the call. Karen's like, oh, shit, what is going on? So she calls Bryce. He doesn't answer. She calls Sean, the roommate, and asks, like, hey, is he still sleeping? Why isn't he picking up his phone? And Sean is like, Bryce did not come home last night. Oh, shit. So she's like, oh, my God, it's 11 a.m. the next day. He's nowhere to be seen. Um, they get, they're able to, like, log into his credit card. So he had a credit card, but it was, like, under his parents' name. So they're able to log in and see the charges. Um they notice a recent charge made in a place in a town called Button Willow, California. Huh. And that was the most recent charge. Um, it's this tiny desert town. It's basically just a truck stop. Like, you don't really do anything there. It's sure. It's like a pass-through town. Um, and it's off the five. And so they're like, okay, Button Willow is only a couple hours north from us. So that means he'd, like, made it all the way pretty close sure. to where they are. So they're like, okay, well, he's probably just heading home to see us in Orange County um so they're like relieved about that so the credit card charge was made at a place called castro tire and truck um which was a repair shop near the freeway so bryce's dad whose name is mike calls that castro tire and truck and a guy picks up his name's christian and he said oh yeah i serviced that car about three hours ago around 9 a.m and saw your son um christian says bryce had run out of gas at the button willow rest stop and had called for state farm roadside assistance so christian um was dispatched from his castro Mm -hmm. tire to help him so he says he brought three gallons of gas to bryce and uh his parents are like well you know since then if this was hours ago like he's not home so like i don't know where he is um it seemed like he was heading on his way home so christian is like listen give me 15 minutes i'll go back to the rest stop see if i can see figure out what's going on They're like, okay, we're really worried. Like, that would be awesome. So Christian drives back to the rest stop where he had delivered the gas three hours earlier. And he is surprised to find Bryce parked in the exact same spot where he had left him three hours ago, just sitting in his car. (laughs) What? I know. It's so fucking weird. Ew. I know. It's like, ew. The whole thing is super eerie. Yeah, it's very creepy. 
So he calls Karen and is like, um, so about that, like, he's still here. Um, and he puts Bryce on the phone. And Bryce's mom is like, what are you doing? And he says, nothing. <laughs> what? He's just like fucking doing the reefer just and chilling out of his fucking mind. <laughs> Jay chilling. Um, so instead of like badgering him, she's like, okay, listen, just you're three hours away from home. Get some gas, get something to eat, drive down to us. Like, just make it here safely. So he's like, all right, all right. And Christian's like there and takes the phone back. And Bryce's like filling up on gas. And he says, okay, all right, I'm heading back to my shop. Looks like everything's fine. So that was at noon. And um, his parents are like, okay, so we're expecting him around 3 p.m. Because it's about a three-hour difference. Uh, but 3 p.m. comes. 3 p.m. passes. Around 3.30, Karen calls to like check if he's in Labor Day traffic or like right, why right. he's late. But he doesn't answer. So she continues to call and leave messages. She's getting increasingly worried. And then hours pass by and they hear nothing. Night falls. There's still no word from Bryce. Uh, his parents are like, we don't know what to do. We're going to file a missing persons report. So they file a missing persons report with the Orange County Sheriff's Department. And AT&T uh, does what's called an emergency ping. So, like, I guess police asked AT&T to do, like, to triangulate where he was. Um, to hopefully locate him via cell towers. So they were able to access his phone and um, they were able to ping his current location and they call Bryce's parents and say, Bryce is currently in a town called Buttonwillow. Still. Still. It's been nine hours. Okay. So, God. So some deputies, they dispatch deputies up there to locate Bryce. He's parked near the freeway about eight miles from... Still, he's, like, we can we have eyes on him. Yes, he's still there. They you, find him. This is the most roller coaster Isn't event. it bizarro, dude? Well, no, because you keep saying it's a it's a missing case, and every time I'm like, oh, now he's missing. They found oh, him. Oh, no. they found him. Now he's missing. Oh, no. That's why it's so, like, it put me so on I'm, edge. like, waiting for the moment where he's missing. Where they're like, wait, nope, he's not in Buttonwillow. <laughs> <laughs> well, apparently Buttonwillow is the safe house at this point. <laughs> That's why when I was listening to this on Crime Junkie, it, like, really stuck with me, because it was the same, like... Wait, what? He's still there. Like, you just yeah. feel like, okay. I keep being like, okay, now, now he's now, missing. Now we're going to, yeah, yeah, go. So they find him. Um, he's about eight miles from the rest stop. So he had. He's only traveled eight miles yes. in like nine hours. Correct. Fully nine hours has moved eight miles. And they're like, that's just so odd. Like he didn't. But it's he like he's like Flintstoning this car and just fucking <laughs> he's waddling. Just he's waddling to Orange County. Um, yeah. So it's like, what in the world? So. I mean, his parents are like, okay, at least, like, he's there, I guess. Like, he's At this safe. point, as his parents, I would have been like, I'm coming to I'm you. Driving. Like, I can't oh. figure out why you don't know how to drive anymore. So keep that in mind, because that's an interesting okay. viewpoint that I also had okay. and was questioning. So um, deputies talk to Bryce. They find him on the side of the road, and they're like, hey, bud. <laughs> <laughs> TikTok. I can only imagine, like, so Has he eaten food or anything? No. So apparently, when she okay, calls. Well, that's how you know you should call the police for me. <laughs> sit there for nine hours there are and no do mcdonald's nothing. rappers in this car it's like what? your mom would be like oh call the i'm, it's like, I'm call driving the police up there. right now it, oh emma's saying that they're gonna go take a hike no call the police <laughs> there, we should have like a list of emergency protocol like exactly this phrase means bad 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 things are happening <laughs> um so they say so find him and they're like hey bud what's going on and he seems perfectly lucid he's like oh i'm just blowing off some steam i'd like i'm just not ready to head home yet um, they're like, okay, we're going to give him a sobriety test. Passes completely flying colors, a full sobriety test. They search his car. There's nothing. There's no drugs, no alcohol, no reefer, none of the pot. Mm. 
Um, he was very friendly, like talkative, calm. He's like, yeah, yeah, you can search my car. I just like, I was just blowing off steam. And they were like, okay, I guess that makes sense. You're an adult. I mean, you know, there's, we can't like force you to do anything. Right. So then they're like, hey, why don't you give your mom a call? She's like extremely worried. You were, you know, listed as a missing person. And he's like, mm, I don't want to do that. And they're like, okay, that's odd. Like, he's very hesitant about calling his mom. And he was so hesitant, in fact, that they had to dial the number for him. What on earth? (laughs) The deputies call Karen. They're like, we found him. Karen's like, is he okay? They're like, yeah, he's fine. He's sober. Like, he's just sitting here. So then they're like, here, you can talk to Bryce yourself. So she asks, Bryce, what are you doing? And he takes the question literally and says, oh, I'm just putting my stuff back in the car. Because they had searched his car. And she's like, that's not what I meant. You're like, bro, what is up? Hey, bud. Hey, bud. What you doing? Where are you mentally? Because you're not on Earth. Let's uh, let's <laughs> convene here. Um, yeah. So the deputies are like, well, there's not much else we could do. Like, he's fine. He says. I would literally be paying those deputies to, like, drive around him. Like, to just, like, sit with them. One in the front, one in the back, one on the left, one on the right, and just drive just to my him. house. Yeah. Like, president style. Exactly. Just get him to my house. Just motorcade him all the way back. <laughs> exactly. It might take a while since he's walking, yeah. flintstoning his since car. <laughs> like a flintstone motorcade. <laughs> so he's like, oh, nothing. Just putting my stuff in the car. And she's like, what are you doing? Um, deputies are like, okay, he's fine. He's just going to head home now. We told him, like, you need to head back. You know, it's getting late. Um, and his parents are like, okay, he's given the all clear to drive. He's completely sober, no drugs, nothing. So earlier, Karen had actually called Christian, our friend at Castro Tire, mm-hmm. and had mentioned, like, listen, they found Bryce still in Buttonwillow, like, just wanted to give him an update. So Christian calls back and uh, is like, hey, do you want me to go back and check check again like just to make sure and she's like no that's so nice of you but like i had some police go out and find him he's headed home now uh but thank you so much for all your help just wanted to like touch base and then they hang up 15 minutes later karen's phone rings it's christian oh boy he says i drove out just in case and bryce is still here what on earth okay so far my guess is that he murdered someone and doesn't know how to tell his parents when he gets home and so he's just like just like 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 avoiding the inevitable sure 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 or i also think like mental illness like mainly maybe he's just like unbelievably depressed and cannot get like how just like how people can't get out of bed he can't drive his car just like he got eight miles and was like i can't do it yeah yeah those are my two guesses so far well i can't give you a full hundred percent but there are some ways that we will lean and more more clues to come at this point i'd be like christian fucking drive him here yes that's round three three strikes he's out get him here. i live in orange county i can give you fucking christian i will give you a bed and a warm dinner and a hot shower get him here just drive him three out it's three hours it's not like you know states away or anything three episodes of law and order yeah just play our play just put netflix on your phone and get here no there's this really cool podcast called and that's why you drink just like oh right download three, a couple episodes three episodes of and that's why you drink more like one christian are you listening <laughs> are you home yet christian come on <laughs> come on we know you need some entertainment um so actually that's my third theory he was just sitting listening to our he was just binging <laughs> He was just it's binging like, and that's why we drink. He couldn't he couldn't get on the highway. It's like the people and I've done this who sit in their car longer because they want to finish an episode or something. Yeah, Maybe he that. just he was at episode one. He was trying to make it all the way here. Episode one was rough. So that was a rough one. That he probably had to one. listen to it a couple times. He's like, I don't that know was like four of the eight miles. What the hell was going on? Um, right. So anyway, Christian is like, Bryce is still here. 
So at this point, Bryce has been lingering in Buttonwillow for over 13 hours, just in this small ass town. Like, there's nothing there. It's not like there's, you know, people or restaurants or anything. Look, I'm with you. So Christian's like, you know what? I'm going to follow him to make sure, like you said, like, I'm going to f- drive behind. Christian's like the best good Samaritan. Yeah. The best Samaritan. But also, if in you will. any scary movie, he's the first to die because he's like, oh, I'll hang back he's with like, you. I'll walk into the I'll thing. help you. Let me, let me knock on the window and totally. make sure you're okay. He's the one where you're like, not him. And you're like, come on, not Christian. Christian, come on. Um, yeah, so Christian's like, I'm going to follow him and make sure he makes it on the freeway and is like headed toward you. So his parents are like, thank you. Okay, great. So he follows behind Bryce. He's like, I'm going to follow you for a little bit just to make sure you get off safely. Bryce is like, all right. So they pull off, they get on the freeway. Um, and about, so he follows him for 10 miles and then he calls Karen and is like, okay, I'm going to head back. He's just such a nice guy. He's like, okay, I followed him 10 miles. Like he looks to be safe. I'm going to head home. So, the, the Jewish parent of me would be like, 10 miles, come on, Christian, you're mi- driving all the you're way to our driveway. You're getting to our you're driveway. Better. There's a reason his name's Christian. <laughs> JK. Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> so, right. So he, he follows for 10 miles and he calls Karen and is like, okay, look, it looks like he's heading south. Uh, he's on his way. Um, I told, like, he said he's headed toward you, so we're good. So over the next few hours while Bryce is driving home, Bryce and his parents exchange several calls. They want to make sure he's on his way. They keep asking him to describe landmarks or street signs, but he keeps saying, it's too dark. And they're like, hmm. Get out. That doesn't your make phone has any a flashlight. Sense. Put, your, head, put right. your headbeams on. Also, the like the five has, you can see signs on the five if oh, you're true, driving. True, true. Like, through towns. Um, he's like, but my GPS says I'll be home at 325 a.m. So he just keeps repeating that every time they call. At 2.09, Bryce calls his mom and says, listen, I'm, it's 2 in the morning. I'm too tired to drive and I need to rest. And she's like, you're right. It's better to be safe. Just take a nap in the car for a few hours and then, like, we'll all take a few, few hours to sleep. And then in the morning, keep driving when you're, when you're awake. We'll see you then. So at 8 the following morning, the Las Pisas wake up to hear the front doorbell ringing. And oh, they're fuck. like, oh, thank God Bryce made it home. I know it's not him. But when they open the door, their hearts sink when they see a California Highway Patrol officer at their door. And they're like, oh, no. The officer asks, hey, do you own a 2003 Toyota Highlander? And they're like, yes, that's our son Bryce's car. This is going nowhere good. Um, Well, earlier this morning, the car, he said, was found abandoned on an access road to the Castaic Lake State Recreation Area. Mm-hmm. This, that, that lake was two hours north from them. So, like, he literally hadn't gotten very far. So, the whole time that they were on the phone, essentially, where he's like, he was just lying. Yeah, exactly. My ETA is 325. He just, like, wasn't. He was just sitting in the car being like, oh, it's dark. I don't know. Yeah. So, Bryce's car was found on its side, crashed on the road at the bottom of a 25-foot embankment. Mm. Okay, can I make another theory then? Sure thing. So, then, he crashed his car. It was kind of like my murder thing where he was, like, afraid of, like, he just was trying to avoid the inevitable. Uh-huh. He probably crashed his car, knew his parents would be pissed, and didn't know how to tell them. So he was like, I'm on my way, I'm on my way, but didn't know how to tell them, like, oh, I crashed your car and I'm stranded. Nope. Damn. And okay. I only say that because that's, we will rule that out. Okay. And you shall see why. Okay. But that's a good theory. Um, so, but it also wouldn't explain why he was in that town for 13 hours. You know what I mean? Right. With the car being fine because everyone yeah. saw it. Yeah. But yeah, so anyway, they're like, okay, they found it at the bottom of a 25-foot, basically a cliff. Um, it's turned on its side, but Bryce was nowhere to be found. He was not with the car. The back window looked like it had been broken out from the inside, leading to 
them thinking he had climbed out the back window. Um, inside the car, they found Bryce's laptop and his cell phone. His duffel bag and wallet are just laying outside the car. Essentially, his ID, his, all his personal belongings are with the car, which is, like, horrifying because right. he's not. Right. So despite the crash off a 25-foot embankment, there was no blood heading away from the car, meaning he didn't, like, track blood anywhere. So it seems like he may have been okay, like, barring any internal injuries. But he, it seems like he got away relatively unscathed. Um, so what police determined is that sometime before dawn... Bryce drove off Lake Hughes Road into the service area past the cell tower that was up there, then drove off the hill toward the lake itself. Based on the car tracks, they can tell that he was accelerating while heading down the cliff, like down okay. the hill. Then he plummeted 25 feet off the embankment onto so the road. So right now below. it looks like a suicide. Right. Okay. So now they're thinking, well, maybe he was trying to take his own life, especially after, like, all the odd actions his friends were describing and, like, he was just not himself. Right. So they're thinking maybe this whole time he was trying to find a way to take his own life. So they go back to the girlfriend, Kim, and Sean, the roommate, and they're like, we need to know more about Rice, Bryce's recent actions. Um, and Kim and Sean say, okay, over the last two weeks, he had become increasingly reckless. He was drinking excessively, like, for a college student, which wow. takes a lot, right? Yeah. Like, to the point where Sean was literally calling his mom, like, we did drugs, but, like, <laughs> something's wrong. Right, right, right. So he was drinking, like, crazy amounts of hard liquor, and then he was taking this Vivance, which um, is not a good combo, because this right. Vivance, again, has, like, very intense stimulants. Um, so Kim says he was on both alcohol and Vivance a night he was at her apartment where she said he was not safe to drive. But his parents said, no, 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 it's okay. Like, right. let him go. So then Sean reveals something his parents had not heard before. It turns out in the days before he disappeared, Bryce started giving away his belongings, <gasps> which is never, oh, no. never a good sign. Um, so he gave Sean his Xbox, which was like his prized possession basically as well as a pair of diamond earrings that his mother had given him as like a family heirloom or something Shit. so uh in combination so the combination of alcohol and vivance could have had unpredictable effects on bryce so they're thinking like maybe he had a psychotic episode um and i looked up vivance just by itself and one of the top side effects literally says psychosis so i was like Shit. well that's not a good sign yeah especially if you're mixing it with so much <clears throat> liquor and especially if it's not meant for you exactly if you're doing it recreationally so kids don't do drugs oh god please don't do drugs um so his parents were hesitant though they're like well yeah like he's a college student we know he like drinks and stuff um but like we know he wasn't struggling with substance abuse he was here all summer like nothing alarmed us while he was here he wasn't drinking while he was at home and detectives are like well maybe you're too close to the situation right. like as the parents and you just don't want to see what we're seeing and the friends are like no he had a drug and alcohol problems so the sheriffs are like well we gotta stay on that track so they're thinking maybe bryce's actions were pointing to a suicidal mindset like giving away his belongings, belongings right and like being very out of it not himself they think once he drove off the cliff so he intentionally drove off the cliff because he accelerated as he headed toward it so they think once he drove off of that embankment and survived the crash he may have walked directly into the lake to mm. take his own life if it since it didn't work the first time so they're like that very day they're like okay we need to search this lake they do a large-scale search that very day hundreds of deputies on foot with atvs helicopters the search continues the entire weekend divers spent days in the lake looking for any sign of bryce cadaver dogs were brought in but they found absolutely nothing in the lake nor surrounding the lake meanwhile bryce's parents are like putting up missing persons posters 
contacting the media, like trying to find him any way they can. They hear nothing. Um, five days after Bryce's disappearance, a jogger calls 911 to report a brush fire about three miles from where Bryce's car had been abandoned. Uh, police arrive on the scene and discover that what's on fire is a human body. <gasps> so oh, now no. they're like, oh, fuck, like this is probably Bryce. It's right near Shit. where his car is. So a few days later, forensic testing determines that the remains are not Bryce's. Oh, no. They're the remains of a man from L.A. who had been murdered. So I'm like, what the hell is going on in this lake park? Like, Button Willow, what is happening? Button Willow. Oh, my gosh. There's a sneaky dog. There's a reason we haven't heard about you, Button Willow. (laughs) You got some secrets. Um, Button Willow. Yeah. Yeah. So this is like a whole nother homicide. So that's like just a different story. But like just such a weird occurrence in the same week that this happened so they're like shit another dead end oh god that's a terrible phrasing for that sorry (laughs) oh no okay another dead end um now police's thinking is taking a turn because they're like shit like if he had died in or around the lake we would have found him we spent days like divers dogs atvs helicopters like we would have found some sign of his clothes or him and they found nothing so now they're thinking maybe there's another explanation so they had one more clue, and that was, it, it's just, it just adds to the weirdness and the mystery, which is, like, c- like creepy, but also, like, very frustrating, because it's like, well, shit, this doesn't get us any closer to answers. So, essentially, there's this camera on Lake Hughes Road, and this is, like, a service road. It's not like you're driving off to get McDonald's. It's, like, right. just, like, an, a kind of off-road abandoned place. Where, sure. Not abandoned, but you go up there if you're, like, doing maintenance on the cell tower or something. You're not, like... driving up for entertainment purposes but they do have a camera there for security and the camera takes a picture of every car's license plate as it drives down Mm. the road so they look through the footage and they it shows that it shows bryce's car driving up lake hughes road at 2 15 a.m which was six minutes after he called his parents saying he was too tired to drive and was gonna sleep in his car oh shit okay so uh but it gets weirder so that was at 2.15. And then at two hours later, at 4.29 a.m., Bryce's car is recorded again, traveling up the same road in the same direction. So between the first sighting and the second, two hours have passed. No one knows what he was doing, if he was just sitting in his car for two hours, if he was driving around for two hours. All they yeah, know he is... had to have, like, gone backwards at some point to then, like, come well, back no, like around, you, right? Well, like, you enter and then you can exit a different mm, direction. Got it. So essentially, he drove up, must have exited or sat in his car or something, and then entered it again two hours later but nobody knows what the hell he was doing for those two hours weird it's just very weird um, so we know he was at least alive around four thirty in the morning right exactly so that was the last time he was spotted got it was that four twenty a.m or whatever yeah four thirty. um so nine days after bryce's disappearance they bring bloodhounds in to see if they can find any trace of where he might have gone um and the bloodhounds track bryce's scent from the crash site so they they catch a scent they two separate bloodhounds track bryce from his car through the park through this like kind of back road um and to a truck stop okay so now they're thinking holy shit maybe he didn't take his own life but instead maybe he tried to walk away from his life like maybe Mm. he crashed the car and then left all of his identifying information and went to a truck stop and hitched a ride with a long-haul trucker or maybe he was meeting someone right who knows so he could have discreetly walked out of the park, avoiding the main roadways, headed to the truck stop, and then vanishing, you know, hitching a ride. And two do- two separate dogs tracked that same route. So 
Mm. They were like, that's interesting. And like, obviously that's not foolproof, but. Right. But I mean, it's happened. There were multiple chances of it happening. Right. Right. So anyway, the, the, so this guy who's interviewed, oh, I forgot to mention that I watched this episode of Disappeared on Investigation Discovery last night on this, and it's like fascinating. Um, It's such a good show. But so this guy was interviewed. His name's Detective Sergeant Robert Martindale of the LA County Sheriff's Department Homicide Bureau. It's like the longest thing to put on a business card. On a business card or a badge. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So he's interviewed um, in this disappeared episode. He basically says he believes that whatever Bryce wanted to talk about with his mom that day when he said, don't come up here till I talk right, to you. Right, 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 right. Would explain what was going on and he believes would lead to an answer as to what he was trying to escape from. Right. Um, so he's that's kind of what he was hung up on. As for Bryce's parents, they're like, no, no, no. Karen's like, sure, yeah, I didn't know what Bryce wanted to talk about, but at the same time, she's like, it's impossible that, like, he would ever want to walk away from his own life. Like, whatever it was, I'm sure, like, he would have told me. I'm sure it wasn't something that serious. She, in the episode, is like, Bryce loved us, like, her and Mike, too much, and vice versa. He would never abandon his family. Well, also, I could imagine the thought being that, like, if he planned on talking to you... Mm -hmm. Like, he already had it in his mind, like, I'm going to talk about this with you tomorrow. Right, right, true. Like, you would, I imagine as a parent of a lost child, I would be holding on to that being, like, he wanted to talk to us. Right, he wouldn't just, like, do that and then be like, right. never mind. Right, right. He, he something clearly happened to him because totally. he wanted to talk to us. Even though it could have been a red herring and, like, right. it's something for them to hold well, on to. Well, one of the thoughts, too, is maybe that's why he was sitting for 13 hours. Like, he didn't want to, he was, like, he didn't mm-hmm. want to drive home and talk. Like, he chickened out, essentially. Gotcha. For lack of a better term. So that's, like, another theory. But, so, yeah, that's what she said. And, like, I mean, true, what? I was going to say, do we know if he was, if her, his parents were, like, homophobic? Could have been like a like oh. it could have been a tough talk like having to come out. Interesting. I'm trying to think of something that like, like could break a family sure. based on your upbringing. Well, and it's tough too to think like. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, it could be anything, right. but like something in my head was like, oh, what's something I would not want to talk about my parents with, and I'd right. be holding back on. Especially it's like, if you're so oh, close, I know. it's something. Yeah. Like you're so, and they know about your drug use. Like it's something. It must be more divisive yeah. or extreme. Right. I don't know. It could also literally be nothing. So it could be that. Who knows. Um, so basically she's like, it's just not possible, which also is a little bit like, but it is possible. Like it yeah. is possible. You know? Anything's like, possible right like, now. Like as much as like, you don't want to believe, you know, your kid ran away and doesn't, you know, want to, wanted to leave his life behind, you know? Right. Sure. That's terrible. But like, it's, if the, you know, it's possible. Anyway. Yes. So, uh, they actually kept the passwords all the same to his accounts so if he does log in they'll be alerted which is a really mm. interesting i did, had never Smart. thought about that so so far nothing so um detective martindale is wholeheartedly convinced that uh bryce is alive he literally said in the episode like i know he's alive in my heart of hearts he's like he's out there somewhere but if i mean if he is out there he's managed to stay totally under the radar Despite, like, his driver's license, his passport, social security, fingerprints, everything's in the missing person system. Mm. He hasn't logged into anything. So it's very odd. Like, he, he's been very good at hiding, if that's the case. In August of 2014, almost a year after Bryce went missing, the Las Pisas uh, hired a private investigator named Denise Savastano. And she okay. uh, decided to work for them pro bono. And try and figure out what happened. So she personally believes, she was also interviewed. She says she believes Bryce wanted to go home and then something happened that stopped him. 
So maybe the car crash gave him a head injury and he mm. had amnesia and walked away and didn't know who he was or where he was. Uh, basically, Karen, the mom, was like, either my son, quote, either my son is not alive and his remains just haven't been found or he's out there and he does not know who he is. So that's her belief. She's like, there's no in between. He didn't like there's the- there's no chance he knows who he is and would be willing to right. put us through this turmoil. Completely. Got and it. He's like, he would have called his mom. <clears throat> so... The private investigator agrees. She's like, it could be a head at, injury. At the very least, too, like, if he was on drugs and, like, if he waltzes off eventually, he's, like, if he was, like, off the Vyvanse and stuff. Right. Maybe, like, after kind of, like, being off of that for long sure. enough, he w- might come to and then he would realize, like, hey, I'm lost and I don't know how I right, got here. Right, like, right, Or, like, go to a police station. But or... you could have had a psychotic break that totally. he recovered from eventually and then he'd call his right. parents or even like if you don't know who you are you'd think you'd go to like a police station and be like listen yeah. i don't know what's going on i mean who knows but right. but this clearly like this person is either i mean who knows but it's just very iffy and they're very sure of that um and so a head injury could have been possible with the car crash but that does not explain obviously the 13 hours in button willow it doesn't explain his weird behavior it doesn't explain the phone calls hmm. like it's the head injury is like, okay, sure, maybe he had amnesia, but like... But everything about, before that... Yeah, it doesn't explain that. He didn't have amnesia yet, <laughs> and he was being Not weird. Not yet, we don't think. Um, another possibility, like you said, is a psychotic break, um, perhaps due to the drugs or mental illness. And like, as we know, schizophrenia and bipolar are known to manifest in young men between the ages of 18 25. He's 19. It could have been like onset, and he could have, you know, the drugs could have exacerbated that. Maybe he, you know, just messed around too much with recreational drugs and it took him off the path who knows so um denise and the las pieces even hired a sonar specialist to look at the lake again because they're like he might be in this lake so the sonar specialist basically goes through the lake with this like sonar system and like tries to detect in the deepest parts of the lake where the divers hadn't even gone like if there's any remains and they found nothing so like he's not in this lake so whatever the case, people disagree as to what happened to Bryce, but the less pieces are like something happened to him. And Detective Martindale is like, nope, he's alive. Okay. And I'm sure of it. And he walked away from his life. So I was like, okay, wow. These people are very like divided and also like very <laughs> confident. And also very assorted. Like, yes. Uh, right. It's not like divided, like, no, but you're right about this part. It's like totally. everyone's got such different totally. beliefs. And like, they're both like good witnesses one's like his family and then the other one's like a police detective so it's like right who am i who are you supposed to believe i don't know um so anyway i ask of you guys listeners um in case he is alive and had walked away from his life maybe he is lost in the world go do a quick google search for bryce Los pieces um he has a very spell lost pieces oh l-a-s-p-i-s-a-s one word lost pieces lost pieces Okay. Um, he's very distinctive look. He has red hair, big smile, but like, obviously he may have dyed his hair if he, you know, intentionally went missing. Right. Um, but so just, just check it out. Uh, if you do know something or have any information, you can call the tip line at 949-292-4400 or email findbrycelostpisa at gmail.com. There's also a Facebook group, which is, seems to be pretty active of like every time they find maybe a body in the area, they kind of update like whether or not anything's coming from that. Got it. Um, also, as I learned from Crime Junkie recently, you can also contact Crime Stoppers with any tip and they will keep your identity anonymous. Oh, nice. So that's kind of a good way to go. But I also want to say, so that was the end of my notes, but I just really wanted to add because after I did all these notes and they were already extra long, I went on Reddit and I was like, I just want to see what people are saying. <sighs> Down and, the oh void. my God. 
M, it got wild because there is this person. So there are a lot of these threads saying, like, what do you think happened on Unresolved Mysteries? And this person wrote, and it was, like, very active thread, and, and this person was like, okay, I'm somewhat, it was called, like, Anonymous Poster or something was, like, the name. Sure. And it said, I'm, an, I'm somewhat of an insider. I've known these people for a long time. And, like, that's my... Um, my source. That's right, how I know that's it. my source. And this... <laughs> oh, my God. He was like, Karen is a duplicitous snake. She's <gasps> a narcissist. What? She is lying. Like, she is flat out lying. She and uh, Bryce had a very codependent, unhealthy relationship. Oh, shit. Uh, she, like, since Indiana or wherever they moved from... Um, he, this person was like, and to be fair, listen, I, I understand this is the internet. You can say things, but right. it was just very, it is an interesting take that I hadn't thought of because you're watching. And actually a lot of people came to the thread saying, I just watched the disappeared episode and something struck me as so odd about like the way she was talking and like crying and like, weird. so a lot of people had come from that episode and been like, I wanted to see if anyone else thought that so was. So maybe he was like abused or something and just wanted to get away. So, or... Right. So this person said there was emotional abuse pretty thoroughly happening in this family um the father apparently was just very like had an anger issue the mom was very control like extremely controlling apparently like they they controlled all of his money all of his whatever and um they said he they're downplaying a lot of things and he said she will say anything to protect her reputation wow and he, this person said um you know she also uh she's downplaying the drug problem he had been apparently like caught with mdma in like high school several times and like had oh, wow. drug issues for years so this was it wasn't like oh he's just experimenting it's like he had been really in trouble with, for drugs for several times wow um which is an interesting <clears throat> thing and they're and they're basically they're like why hasn't why haven't the roommate and the girlfriend said anything like they've been mom right. the whole time um the mom is very controlling about what gets out it's just so anyway it's obviously i kind of almost hope that's the case because it would suck if she was actually like right. a victim in this situation right. where she lost right. her child and someone's just like shitting all over Completely. this poor innocent mom Completely. it's like exactly i kind of hope and that's that, that's a, a worthy claim so totally. like i don't feel bad that people are saying that stuff about you no completely and i was about to say like i have no intention of being like oh this grieving mother like but it is another perspective snake. i just thought this was like a really interesting take um yeah, he'd been busted with MDMA. Like, I mean, this person was like, I like, I've known the family for ages, and it's just such a weird. Um, and he's like, there's, there, like, he was very rebellious against his parents, and this person at least believes that he's voluntarily missing, which actually the police have marked him voluntarily missing. Wow, which is interesting because it's like, mm -hmm. I didn't even know you could do that. Right. So they believe he intentionally. I mean, this guy, this detective, was literally like, no, I know he left on purpose, which I was like. How do you very know? confident if it's not yeah. solved so that's interesting some people even think that he has had interactions with police since he went missing and was like i don't want to return to my family. oh like he maybe anonymously told them like i don't want to i be. don't want to be found right so there's it's a very unclear what happened um basically uh they tracked all of his phone text calls etc uh, supposedly allegedly um basically this person believes that bryce wanted to go down and say listen i'm quitting school i'm and also apparently um they said like he had always struggled academically like school was really tough on him and he had started using drugs so they believe he wanted to just start over leave so he gave his stuff away wanted to leave but then on his way home he could not decide like 
can I go down there and face my parents and be like, right. I'm out, or should I just like fucking leave? Right, right. So that's right. also why some people think he drove up that road twice because he was just like contemplating, like, is it even worth it? Right. And... Like, what should I do? Should I abandon my car? Should I take my life? Should I go home? Like, I'm just I... trying to like. Also, if he had the intention of like, I'm going to give up my whole life, he. I don't blame him for driving up and down a road a couple times to be like, okay, how am I going to do this? Com- completely. <laughs> like, completely. Is it worth taking my ID? It's or so like... interesting because they found that outside of the car. So he had initially yeah. taken it and then left it. Right. You know, yeah, that's a good point. Like just holding his ID being like, right. is it worth them assuming that like I'm alive because I was willing to take my ID? Or is it worth it to keep it here and go through the struggle of trying to get a new identity without an totally, ID? Totally, totally. Isn't that wild? <clears throat> so yeah, so the... the Basically, that's another theory. Obviously, this is like an internet theory, and I'm aware of that. But I just right. thought it was a good, a new good angle. conversation. Yeah, and um, the apparently like he had a lot of friends in Chicago and Pacific Northwest, so they thought maybe he either went up. There were also a lot of there have been a lot of sightings in Oregon and Chicago called in, um, and so they think maybe that's where he ended up. Mm. Um, and he just changed his hair, changed his identity, changed his name, and like started over. So anyway, that's one of the theories. Who knows? And um, I don't have any clue about the mom. I'm not trying to say she's a duplicitous snake. Those are not my words. But <laughs> just uh, supposedly an insider's perspective. Mm. But anyway, if you do have information, look him up. See if you know him. See if he's your friendly neighbor. Yeah. And that's that. Wow. That's the story. <laughs> All right. Oh, God. I went down a rabbit hole last night, man. I believe it. <sighs> oh, well, thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> uh, what else? Is that it? God, that's it on my end, man. Uh, thanks for listening, guys. I know that was a lot to dump on you. Um, if you want to check us out, we're on social media, ATWWD Podcast. We're our website, and that's why you drink.com. Um, you can email listener stories, and that's why you drink at gmail.com for our monthly listener episode. What are our uh, tickets looking like right now for the last oh, four shows? Oh, I haven't checked. We. I believe both Salt Lakes are, are sold, sold out. out. And then I believe, yes, they are. And then at Atlanta and New Orleans, last I checked, I only had a few tickets. So. Okay. So if that's the case, So guys, if there is anything left, help us sell out our last shows of the oh, year. Oh, yeah. It looks like Atlanta only has like maybe a dozen seats. And then New Orleans has like a few rows of seats. So come All see right. us. Grab your dozen friends. <laughs> um, we wish we had that many. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess that's that, right? That's it, guys. We'll see you next Sunday. All right. And that's why we drink. Woohoo! I'm what you might call very good at hide and seek. And since we got Xfinity, we have Wi-Fi all over the house, even in my super secret hiding spots. So I can kill time in here by streaming my favorite. Ha! Found you. How? You left to find my tablet on. Get wall-to-wall Wi-Fi on the Xfinity 10G network. Restrictions apply. Not available in all areas. Actual speeds vary.